everyone, and welcome to the NovaCast Digimon Rewatch Experience. I'm Sloan. I'm Mina. And I'm Tom. And today we are here with episodes 18 and 19 of Digimon Data Saver Squad. I can't believe I let you do this. <laughs> Say Data Saver Squad? Yeah, I can't believe it. Like, that's like unofficially what we're just calling this season now. We're going to have to come up with something better soon because otherwise we're going to be calling the next season Digimon Cross Fusion Wars, and I won't have that. You mean X Ross? Fusion Wars? Shut the fuck up. I'm, I'm, I've told you multiple times I'm going to say X-Ross. This is, this is the, the fastest we've gone from episode start to me being furious in, in this podcast okay, history. Okay, Mina, what do you want? Do you want me to say X-Ross or Cross-Ross? I, I would rather, honestly, just go with what the Digimon, like what Bandai seems to do, and just ignore the dub terms entirely. Let's just call it Cross-Wars. Let's call it Digicross. Let's use the Japanese names for the characters. No, but it's, it's X-Ross, so it's, I'm either going to no. say X-Ross or cross ross you don't you don't get me pronouncing it right i'm going to do shenanigans what let's let's wait until next season and then we'll we can get okay. into this this war yeah, i don't want to i don't want to litigate this we'll litigate <laughs> it off camera for everyone's sake yeah let's let's spare the audience our uh our bickering i'll be calling it cross because uh i I, I won't do that to myself because you're because you're a good Christian boy. That's why this is, this is like the thing where you like, oh, what if we give our dog a weird name and then you have to call it that for the rest of its life? Um, yeah, I'm not going to spend a whole season saying cross ross, even though I personally do find that really funny. So um, <laughs> see, that's why you got to commit to the bit. Yeah, that's the thing. I can the bit the bit doesn't have to go on forever. You, it, you can't go for ninety episodes of a Digimon series uh, doing the bit. No, you can't. No, no. I, I won't, rather. You, you won't, but I <laughs> can't, can. Can't and won't. Uh, I'm and just shouldn't. built different. Okay. Uh, yeah, you're, uh, there's no, there, <laughs> there is no question that you were built different. Whether you were built better is the question. Yeah, no, I was going to say built different, parentheses, derogatory, parentheses. <laughs> I, I understand that you were cooking. I am wondering who you were trying to feed. Myself. <laughs> <laughs> So we we got news. Y'all what, what like news? news? We what news, had news we got? In a bit. Uh, so uh, Discotech did the dub of Digimon Adventure Blu-ray. We're getting the the sub release July twenty fifth of this year. It's been announced. Nice, nice. I'm, I, I saw, still haven't gotten the, the the dub yet, so that's all I have to say. I saw I saw their little Twitter thread that they did on like the the uh, enhancements and so on that they've done. Um, and unsurprisingly, it sounds like an increase, an improvement over the dub, just because they have better material to work with with the sub. Yeah, I think so. I think that's why I'm considering picking this one up over the original. I feel like the original, as you know, as hard as they worked, it is just like upscaled 480p for the most part. Um, yeah, I, I will they... say the the dub stuff that I saw looked like actually looked pretty good. But yeah, I think if if you wanted to just have like a nice, yeah, like fancy I... looking thing. I don't. I. I am not confident that the dub would look good on my TV. Is what I'm saying essentially. <laughs> That's fair. There is but, one thing that they talked about where they had to sort of like redo the analyzer screens because of like the layout of them. And I like the sort of method they came up with of like, okay, you have sort of put the the deal of like, oh, instead of like just covering all the boxes, just put it elsewhere, so that way you still get the nice look of the analyzer screen while keeping the text yeah, yeah for, for, for the subtitles to be clear like this yeah, is covering for the subtitles. 
yeah, to to, to um, implement those, basically. The listener should automatically know what I'm saying, even when I don't say it, because my <laughs> brain doesn't work like My brain works like that, so your brain should work like that, too. You, you're just projecting the thoughts that you mean into their brain. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> That's what a podcast is. That is, um, that is indeed exactly what a podcast is. What a good podcast is, anyway. Um... Let's yeah, I I think it looks great. Obviously, I still want them to release them in region one, region two, whichever region I am. Blu-ray, Blu-ray region I am. Uh, I forget which, but it's not region one or whatever region America gets. So yeah, I'm I'm really hoping that like Discotech makes the jump to 4K eventually. Both because. I like 4K. I think it's very nice, and because 4K discs are inherently region-free, so like they won't have this problem ever again. Oh, good point. Yes, good point. I mean, that'll be fun because when they do do that, then they can basically re-release their entire catalog again. Yeah, exactly. It's, <laughs> Just it's free money. I know you're listening, Discotech. It's free money. You're always oh. listening to the Novacast. <laughs> I mean, and who is it? Of the people that we made that joke about, I feel like Discotech are the most likely people to be listening to the podcast. Yeah, you talk, Tom. You know people from Discotech, don't you? No, no. Oh, okay, well, I've seen I've seen you tweet at people from Discotech then. Oh, well, that would might have been unknowingly. Uh, okay, but I I know that I know that because with the Digimon release, at least at least people from with the Whale were involved in producing that. I believe. Yeah, one of the the like runners of with the Whale is like part of Discotech, so. Yeah, I think you might be, you know, I think you might be thinking of Chris McFeely, who is just someone I follow. I don't really know them per se, um, but I follow them. Um, you I know think, of them? I know of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They seem cool, you know. And yes, I think they were. They, I think they also themselves had some involvement in in this, uh, or at least in the dub, anyway. So cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I did. I, did I say this last week that they should redub? savers and do it properly yeah like we went on that big tangent and i still agree with that yep i mean i do yep uh, me too and i i look forward to that happening one day i believe in them (laughs) i believe they should do that uh sign the petition etc so aside from that do you you both like merch because i got merch news I mean, no, because i can't buy it yeah let me let me let me um append this with is this merch we can buy uh one of them will be. Is is Papa Bandai keeping it from us again? One of them, yes. So first we got the figurized standard amplified metal gray mon model kit. Uh, I'm not big on the amplified designs. I think they're too like pointy. I guess. See, I I like them for the same reason that I like um, the Tetsuya Nomura DC figures. Like they're very over the top and edgy. <laughs> I should, have either of you? Have you both seen yes. Tetsuya Nomura's DC uh, I've figures? Seen, I've, I've, I've seen only his... seen the Darth Vader. I think. Uh, okay. I've seen, um, I've seen Batman. Okay, I, I need to show you both Batman and the Joker uh, real quick because this the is Joker baby. This is this is my point. This is the point I'm trying to make. Um, okay. Okay, so, so oh god, this is gonna be difficult to find good looking photos of them. All right, so here's so here's his Batman. Here's the Batman he did. Okay, yes. I think I have it, seen that. Yeah, that one is, is actually kind of sick. It is exactly what you would think. Um, what a Batman designed by Tetsuya Nomura would look like. And don't I, I make like any dang bit. zipper jokes. I swear to God, it's it's giving Terry McGinnis. So uh, I'm into it. And then here's Joker, like. 
to be clear, these are uh, ridiculous. They are they are they are silly and and juvenile, but that's what makes them so fun. Like it's it's very like a teenage boy got to redesign these characters, and I think I think that's a lot of fun. And I think that's why I like the the amplified figurizes as well because they feel edgier and like more extreme. It's like it's like a middle ground between the regular design and the X antibody design uh, for all of them. Which you know the X antibody designs are designed to make them look angrier and and more angular and sharper so that they can look cooler and whatever. I okay, I'm gonna go ahead and say his Joker actually surprisingly restrained. Like that could I be mean, a lot more. The, if, the, the, the visor is of it or whatever the hell it's supposed to be. It's is giving this crawl from Revengeance with yeah, the arms. And obviously the, band, the, the arms. The bandana is a fun way of doing the the Joker smile. Like, the, there's only so many ways you can you can do, like, you know, scars or, like, lipstick or whatever. Um, I think that's a cool compromise. I don't know why he has Doc Ock arms, but it's, no, that, it's fun. That, <laughs> that feels like he did he said in the first draft and it was just without those. And they were like, no, not stupid enough. And then he just was like, I don't know, <laughs> it's, robot arms, I guess. It's great, though. You know, you know what it looks like? It looks like, um, do either of you know, know anything about Blaze Blue? A little, yeah. It's uh, oh, no. what's his name? It looks like it looks like Hazma from Blaze Blue. Yes. Okay. Now that you say that, yes, like I see that. One second. I'll show. I'll yeah. I'll, I'll send it for for Tom's um, edification. I'm I'm they pretty sure he just. Should have given him just, fedora. I'm pretty sure he just saw Hazma and went, "Yeah, that's Joker." <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I see that. I mean, I also kind of just think as well, like this is you can tell this joker probably came about the same time he was doing designs for uh 15 ff15 yeah so (laughs) it's kind of giving Arden a bit or whatever that guy's name is no you're you're so right but i think i think that's why i do like the 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 amplified ones is that like a their original designs like where else are you gonna get uh a figure of like war green one but edgier and and second, there there is that like very very childish spirit to them that I really appreciate. That's yeah. fair. I like I like the Machine Dramon amplified. I think we saw the Bialzamon amplified one, and I think that could have been worse. I actually like it, not compared to the original, but like for an amplified, I like it. But generally, I don't know. I I don't. It's the quite it's the literal edge to them that I'm just like you know. I w- That's I w- all right. I w- yeah, I, I I would say the normal the the, the comparisons to the Nomura figurines is a better. It's a better. I would I would be more understanding of that if you were saying this is what X antibody Digimon are to, because <laughs> <laughs> I think they're they're a lot more extra more over the top than the amplified ones, which are just kind of like you know like a different interpretation of the same design, I guess. Usually uh, with more hard edges. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And aside from this model kit, we also have the Otodamas, the Tsum Tsums of the Zero Two kids in their digital world outfits. I I love them. They gave Daisuke his little fire jacket on his little like little bean Tsum Tsum body, and it's the dang cutest thing imaginable. <laughs> they won't release them to us. I, I'm they just won't... like. I don't know which came first. Like, I don't know if these came, like, like, Tsum Tsums came first and, like, these are just straight knockoffs of it. But if, because if, if they are, it's just the most blatant thing ever. And I'm surprised Disney hasn't, like, nuked them from orbit yet. But, um, 
But so the I... thing is, as I as my two seconds of googling confirms, so they're called Otadama, and they're basically just sum sums. But like Otadama is like essentially a small bean bag in Japan that's like used for children's games. Right. right. It's okay. So, so it's 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 yeah. basically just um legally distinct sum sum name. Because gotcha. the sum sums came from something in the yeah, first the, place. Yeah, the right, sum sum okay, name cool. is like I think probably. Uh, copyrighted by Disney, so... Yeah, that is branding for a thing that kind of already existed. Right, cool. Uh, fair enough. Davis gets to live another day. <laughs> Sorry. Soon uh, soon Davis gets to live another day. Yeah. They're they're slowly pulling like the gun away from its head. <laughs> yes. Tell me the name of God, you piece of shit. You cannot, you cannot harm me in any reasonable manner. In any way that matters. <laughs> in any way that matters. So, sorry, I don't. I only remember the bad posts, not the good ones. You're you're okay. <laughs> okay, so also uh, we have guest list for Digifest this year, which is of course happening end of July, because that's right before Odaiba Day. Uh, so basically, the entire cast this year, or the entire like guest list we have this year, is we have our musical guests of Ayumi Miyazaki, Aim. And Michihiko Ota, but we also have the guest lineup of the Digimon and their partners from Zero Two for the beginning, including Megumi Ogata and Rie Kugimiya for our, who are uh, Rui and Ukomon. Right. That that film's coming out this year, right? That's the that's part coming it. out Octo- end of October in Japan. In Japan, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So they will probably have actual news this time around. Maybe we'll see like a tra- trailer, like a, like a, like a, another like full trailer or something. I don't know. Yeah, new footage. <laughs> I do. This time they're doing uh as a radio play. No, nope. but it's Rui who is. <laughs> nope. Next bit. <laughs> I don't even have it in me. Yeah, we don't need to revisit I, that well. <laughs> I feel, even though I, we sucks. do all the time. It sucks that I can't even get excited for for Digifest anymore because. Waking up to be blindsided by that, like, all that bullshit just really, uh, it just deflated me, I guess. You know, just, like, you know that one shot from iCarly where, like, it's, it is in memes where she walks in and, like, a giant floodlight just immediately blinds her? Is, oh, was that a floodlight? I thought it was a flashbang. But yes, I do know it. It's it's either a floodlight someone flashbanged iCarly. <laughs> iCarly goes to war, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, that's that was basically waking up that morning was just opening my eyes and a uh, floodlight just entered my corneas. Yeah, that was a funny evening. Um, God, that was. We also have the Digimon or Digimon sorry, is mentioned in. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> just did you see this thing about John Carmack going to something called Based Con? <laughs> Yeah, Shut up. I don't believe like, this. Did the dude campaigned for Ron Paul? This shouldn't be a surprise no, to anyone. I'm not surprised by it, but like, it's so funny that they're like, this dude is a billionaire. He should be used to like dining on caviar and grape, the finest grapes in the world, and he's going to basically a shack in the middle of a field somewhere just because folks there like to say abortion is cool or oh, not cool. Hey even, Tom, or have you heard of Burning Man before? <laughs> well, no, that's that. This is like the right wing alternative to that, except like. Hey, Tom, oh, have oh, you that... heard of Burning Man before? 
the actual the, the nakedly right wing version of that. Okay, okay. Um, but no, it's uh, the reason I thought John Carter just had a thought into my head, just like oh, that's 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 where Kanaka's going this year. That's that's why he won't be at Digifest again, is because he's he's going. He'll be at based Con instead. So that's my. Yeah, I, I had. It was I, really I did... a shame how John Carmack uh, left uh, the Digicon, the the Digifest uh, guest list. Kind of wow. rude. John Doom guy, um, his new enemy is cancel culture. Apparently, who, who knew? Um, Doom no. Slayer is now activating cancel culture. The icon <laughs> of cancel culture. <laughs> he, yeah, he cancels those demons. He does <laughs> brutally. <laughs> um, anyway, have we got over, have we got more news? We got one more thing. Um, so Toei's fiscal year report op- uh, opened, released, and Digimon is doing well for Toei, apparently. I would have never guessed it, uh, apparently. Yeah, I, I'm surprised. I'm actually surprised to hear that, considering like the last Digimon con was just them saying, sorry, we don't have enough money over and over again. <laughs> that was the one before last. The last one just had like nothing. Okay, yeah, sorry. I that one, that one's the one before in my brain, just because of how much it's it, it stuck with me. Just the, the inaugural Digimon Con, Habu-san <laughs> comes out and says, "Hey, you would like these cool things? Us too. They won't let us." Yeah, <laughs> Habu-san comes out and buries the franchise. I mean, this I is think, like this, I think this, sobering this... is the best descriptor for for how that went. I I I feel like this isn't. I, I I was still kind of surprised. I guess I'm. So what is right? Number one is Dragon Ball. Number two is One Piece. Right? Yeah. Is that... Yeah, so I would have thought after those two, it'd be a toss-up between this and Sailor Moon, I guess. Um, I, I thought it would be Gundam, to be entirely honest. Um, is that so like, it, isn't, isn't that Sunrise? Pretty, pretty Cure is a it, bi- it's pretty big it, deal, so... It, it is. Sunrise does the anime, but Bandai does all of the uh, the merchandising for it. Yeah, including... so this is... That's the, that's the thing. This is Toei who's saying all this. Oh, sorry. So, like... I, I For some reason, I thought it was Bandai. So that's yeah, the this, thing. this is, is that... Toei's. I would not expect. I'd be very surprised if Digimon was like the third biggest franchise that like Band, uh, Bandai Namco had on on hand. But for Toei, it's not too surprising, I guess. But it's still kind of nice to see. I think. Yeah, in terms of overseas licensing, it's Dragon Ball, One Piece, Digimon, and then something called Slam Dunk. Yeah, that's like the basketball anime, uh, which apparently is pretty good. Okay, and then overseas films, uh, Digimon does not rank. And neither does domestic licensing, so it's only really overseas right now, and it's probably a big thanks to they they note that Digimon Adventure, as in the adventure like series, is mentioned in regards to the overseas merchandising rights. So they're milking that cow as much as they can, and who can yes. blame them? It's it's a good cow. Well, they just got like two new releases plus. Uh, I don't know if they mentioned Adventure Twenty Twenty in there, but I guess that would have been. You know, licensed out in the last fiscal year, or I don't uh, know. I don't see it immediately. Like it doesn't. It doesn't like list specifics. It just sort of shows like a very like simple like sort of like pie pie charts type of deal. Okay. And then the only other thing is, uh, um, the beginning is the only sort of thing of note on this calendar for Digimon. But like they have stuff like listing like a bunch of like like One Piece games and movies like Slam Dunk, uh, all sorts of stuff. But we only really have just the beginning coming up for Digimon, so I doubt we'll see anything at Digifest this year. But I I kind of feel like they might have announced that too early. Like 
it, it i just realized like the other day that's like wow yeah that's still like several that's still like half a year out yeah huh yeah they that was that was leaked um the same year as uh the incident right because that was when they had ghost game yeah no, it, it wasn't leaked it was just announced or le- it was leaked like a day before and then announced oh, yes my bad okay right yeah but it was yeah so it was like side by side with ghost game i almost wonder if it was like some kind of like here's this new thing uh coming soon and here's this like fan servicey thing coming yeah because literally point. all they showed was like it was like two pieces of art and one of them was like baby daisuke so it's like it probably was like a Hey, we literally just thought of this. Uh, here's a piece of art. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was, I was, yeah. yeah, I was gonna say that, like, you know, adventure, adv- people who are only fans of adventures or baby, are of adventure are babies who always whine when they don't get more stuff from that universe. But like, honestly, I think it's mostly just Ty and Matt fans who are babies, <laughs> considering like the type of complaints I see when when more stuff gets announced. My only complaint is they didn't make my OTPs canon. I think well, one day to just to, like to, to sidetrack for a second. I do think it's really funny um, how like in in most cases it's like the first generation that gets favoritism, but like in Digimon's case, it really is just the the the, the, the first two main characters and their partners that get favoritism. Yeah, <laughs> like. If you look at the the Digimon card game, there is one Sora card. <laughs> she has one card. There's you know gotta many... be more than one Sora card, right? Do you know how many ties there are? Like seven. There's Ta- gotta be at least two. I thought I saw one of um. Okay, there is a Sora Takanuchi and Mimi Tachikawa one. Yeah. Okay. There's I mean, like so. Yeah, sorry. That... There's one solo Sora card. That's that's, that's what I meant sad. to say. <laughs> Is that like, like it, she deserves better than that? Is that like tie tie in O two tie and try tie? No, in. it's like not even. It's just different kinds of of tie. Okay, now with new hat. Yeah, so like the the card game is is divided by um color. Like every card's a different color, but even then, so there are there are one, two, three, four, five red ties, two black ties, one yellow tie. And one blue tie, and that's not even counting the ties that have like, you know, that when because he, he's on cards, he has a card with Matt, he has a card with with Sora, he has a card with Kari, like <laughs> there there are so many ties. There's too many yeah, ties. Yeah, I'm looking at a uh, Sora's card list now. She has Adventure 2020, which the worst Sora, I'll just say, because every character in Adventure 2020 is worse. We have the Kazuna, Sora, and Mimi. We have Tri, Matt, and Sora, and then we have 2020 Sora and Joe. Yeah, and like Mimi, Mimi at least has has green and purple cards. Sora just has a blue card, and that's it. <laughs> Mimi at least has a, a card with Joe, which is the deck I'm going to play one day when I get into Digica. I I believe in you, Mina. Mina, you said before we start recording, you have some. Updates in the from the world of card games and Give us oh yeah, an I'll, update I'll, from the world of card games. I'll I'll save those to the end. I don't want to take up too much time in okay. the discussion. This is because this okay. will be a lot of me rambling without you like having any opinions other than oh cool. So I, hey, I okay. like when okay. people <laughs> ramble about things I know nothing about. I fair, watch YouTube a bunch. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. That that we'll, we'll do that so, then. But, so yeah, I'll I'll save it. But thank thank you for reminding me. <laughs> okay, <laughs> no worries. Um. Cool. Uh, so yeah, Digimon 
doing okay, I guess. Cool. Um, yeah, good Seekers to, are good still to know. going on. I still haven't checked that out uh, eventually. Hey, hey, Sloan, guess what? No, no one's, one's checking it out? No one's checking it out. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I really hope that we get something more soon. Like, I know we, we you know, we're getting that web drama or whatever, or the web novel. Um, that, that's this. That's, yeah, that, that, that is that is Seekers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I just want more. I want more. Like, I want there. To, I want like a, either a new show or a new game or like something else to look forward to because this this ain't it. Yeah. Right. We only have one Digimon thing on the horizon. Yeah. We're in. We're in the Digi drought once again. You know what? It's. I, I'm not. I'm not going to be like too doom and gloom just yet. But yeah, like obviously, you know, there was a huge. How long did the last la- drought last for? Quite a long time. So. That was yeah. basically until, like, at least for America, until Try, right? Um, yeah, basically, yeah, because we didn't get, like, app mod or whatever. Though I think it was on Crunchyroll or whatever. Um, yeah. Anyway, so there's time for them to announce There's something. time for Ty. Well, yeah, or someone new, ideally. But <laughs> In case of emergency, break glass. I like, yeah, well, I don't think they're in an emergency just yet. I guess Ghost Game finished, so it can't have done that badly. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, I'm glad that I'm glad that Toei and and Bandai at least let them run their course. They're not like Sunrise, who it's like, okay, this show is not doing as well as we expected. Cut it off right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's happened three times with Gundam before. Yikes! You don't want to take the legacy too much, although yeah, I guess. It's the kind of arguing by cancelling a show midway through, but oh well. Um, I think it's Digimon time. Yeah, well, it's all it's always Digimon time on this podcast. <laughs> always Digimon time. Yeah, it, time to talk about Digimon. It's it's never not Digimon time. Yeah, hundred percent. I wake up, palm slam VHS into the machine. It's Digimon it's... Adventure. I do the moves alongside Ty. <laughs> it's, Digimon, it's Digimon the movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's Digimon, Digimon the movie. I do the moves alongside Ty and Matt. I, then I, put I'm the, not... I, I put the floppy disk with extra content into my computer as well and use that. I don't, I don't if, if By the way, speaking of Digimon the movie, this is a plea to our listeners. If you have that segment where Conan holds up the Digimon the movie CD... <laughs> like in full like please let us know like if you worked for conan and like you have that somewhere uh like i need i need that i yes. i really i really would love a, a clean clip of conan saying digimon so that we can put it on our soundboard yep <laughs> so that that's I can, the dream i just want to have conan say digimon so i can have him say digimon <laughs> That won't play in the thing, but I'll figure out a way to put that in. Ed- for edit reference, it in, please. In case that's not edited in. <laughs> please edit it in. start with reverb. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Tom, episode 18. Take it away for us. Yes, episode 18 of Digimon Savers Data Squad is called... Uh, Savers Squad is called The Clash with Marukimon. Also known in Japan as The Dats Team Annihilated? Clash with Mercurymon. I don't know who Mercury Man is. I think that was. I think we met him last season, but I don't know. I don't. I don't really remember last season. That's kind of just a, a foggy memory to me. Set in Japan on August thirteenth, two thousand and six, and February eleventh, two thousand eight, in the wider world. It was written by Akihiko Inari and directed by Toshinori Fukuzawa. 
So this episode picks up basically immediately where the last one left off, with the kids running into the fishing man, and he's basically like, "You want to go meet? You want to go meet Marukimon?" And they're like, "Yeah." And they go, okay, well, I'll show you where to find him. Marcus is very confused because obviously, you know, he's met the fishing guy before and wasn't expecting to see him here, and he kind of wants answers. The other guys are kind of putting they're kind of putting the pieces together, and they are, you know, kind of like oh, he must have been part of the DATS research team that came in here before, the same team that had Marcus's dad in it. So as they are going through the Infinite Ice Ridge and trying to make their way to Mirukimon's lair, throne room, whatever you want to call it, they are ambushed partway through, first by some Sunemon, Sumemon even, who the fishing guy... Do we know the fishing guy's name by this point? I have it in front of me, but I just don't no, know what it's said. No, we don't. We okay. don't learn that for a bit. Okay. Until okay. next episode, I believe. Okay, right. That, that, that's fine. So, Fishing Guy kind of takes care of those easily enough. But then they, of course, run into Keenan and Falcomon, who is very eager to go and kick the human's ass. Asses, even. And the Digimon as well. So, Gotsamon gets involved in the middle of this brawl. And he kind of... He basically takes the old man hostage. And he's kind of like, you know, don't move, drop your Digivices, all that. But then uh, the old man is basically says, uh, basically shouts out to Marukimon and is like, "I've got some information. You probably want to hear from. You probably want to hear stuff from me." Marukimon seems like he knows who the old man is, and he's like, "You know, bring him to me." He tells Gotsamon to bring him to me, and Gotsamon's like, "Oh, fine, okay." So they all end up getting brought, uh, including Keenan. By the way, Gotsamon's basically betrayed Keenan at this point. He tried to drop a whole bunch of rocks on his face while he was scrapping with Marcus. So Gotsamon's true intentions, very clear at this point. Anyway, they all go to Marukimon, and you know, there's a back and forth between Marukimon and the old man. The old man's basically explaining that humans weren't aggressive to Digimon first, and Marukimon's like, well, no, but you humans like straight up killed a whole bunch of us. Like, actually killed, like completely hundred percent killed. And the old man's like, wait, what? No, that I, I don't know what you're talking about. And he's like, You lie, time to die. So this ends up with everyone, you know, there's a bit of a scrap and they get the Digivices back, the main three that is, and they all, you know, go ultimate, they all walk to ultimate, and then they start fighting. Initially, their attacks don't really do much, but then they do the whole trick of, like, fusing their attacks together, another thing from Frontier, I guess, or, you know, the Ghostbusters, if you if you want to go far enough back, and they do end up doing some damage to Rurukimon, they basically end up pushing him back, and the he kind of crashes into the wall behind him. Hey presto, there is a gate back to the human world in his throne room behind him. But Marukimon's like, well, hey, wow, you've managed to weaken me. Right, time to actually die. And he just shoots a big Kamehameha at them. Almost knocks everyone out, but they do manage to escape. Anyway, there is a bit of confusion about Keenan's. Keenan basically gets knocked out. And then they basically had to like pick him up and like run out and Falcomon comes with. The old man helps them in this because he reveals that he has a Digimon too. His Digimon is Kamemon, who is the turtle that serves tea. But he's the tea guy, as, <laughs> as Yoshi says. Or, I, I love that. I love how Marcus goes, he can fight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, Kamemon shows up and then almost immediately the old man digivolves him into Guapamon, who is my new favorite Digimon, but I didn't know that. <laughs> Guapamon basically causes a big scene he knocks a bunch of which are the ones that it's, hang from the ceiling 
Is it stalactites? Uh, like, no, they're like, yeah. I thought they were like pillars, like holding but, up the castle. Oh, yeah, sorry, they are pillars. Yeah, you're, you're right. So, well, um, it's important to note that he, he does this because Guapamon is a, a DJ Kappa who shoots discs from his head. I oh, love... we, were, we, we were getting to that, but yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's, that's important <laughs> detail. So, that happens, and then they do manage to escape through the through the digital gate. They end up like a harbour somewhere in the real world with Samson coming in by helicopter to... But notably w- without the old man. Yes, the old man is... is, is basically, he seem, seems like he stayed behind to aid them in their escape. So, um, yeah. I want to let you both know something. What's that? So Guapamon has an attack called Gua- Guapa Rapper. So he is Guapa <laughs> the Rapper. Guapa the Rapper. <laughs> he honestly, they they should make another Parappa game with a turtle. They should with Guapamon specifically. Yeah. I mean, his the voice that Jeff Nimoy gives him sounds almost like a Parappa character. <laughs> yeah, like for 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 the champion for uh, rookie, he's just kind of like got like that sort of dopey voice, but he's he's got the he's got the turtle voice, as I like to say. Every turtle in children's fiction is voiced the exact same way, and I don't know why that's the consensus. You're so all, true, Bessie. They all kind of sound like this with a really slow kind of like turtley voice, and for years that's how I thought Mitch McConnell sounded as well. I mean, that is how he sounds because he is a turtle. <laughs> God, fuck that guy. I hope he falls down more stairs. Me too. Guapamon is pretty cool. Um, <laughs> Guapamon is very cool. If you're cool, an enemy of the yes. Nova Cast, fall downstairs. <laughs> um, I kind of tuned out for a moment and then I heard you talking about falling outstairs, falling downstairs. So that's on me. I should have been paying attention. Uh, and I was just like, okay. <laughs> I, don't know what, I don't know what's going on. Um, anyway, not important. Um, I like Guapamon. It's a cool form. Apparently, according to the Digimon Wiki, it, it was fused from the data of a music player and the legendary animal, Kappa. I, I think that's one of my favorite things about Digimon, is that, like, canonically, they can just take information or data from different topics or devices and use that to affect how they digivolve. Like, yeah. Um, I don't know if you got far enough in um, Digimon World, uh, or Digimon... What was the mobile game called? Rearise? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you got far enough in, in the game to see her, but there's an NPC in that game called Lovely Anjumwoman, who oh, is an Anjumwoman yes. that digivolved from playing a lot of fighting games and absorbing the data from them. And that is that is the best evolution requirement I have ever heard. Lovely Anjumwoman <laughs> is one of my That's... favorite designs. That's funny. It's, no, li- I, it's I don't, literally I don't... just, what if, what if Anjumwoman was like 30% more Street Fighter? I don't remember that, but that was pretty funny. Um, yeah. Yeah, um, what was I going to say? Uh, yeah, I, I like Batman, but yeah, this is um, this is a good episode. I like yeah. that they, uh, I guess the dub catches up to what we already knew, I guess, and, uh, you know, is is like, Murukimon is straight up saying, like, like, no, you, you know, you attacked first, you know, blah, 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 you humans uh, killed Digimon, etc., rather than him being like, I want to take over the world or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, but they still make him sound so villainous when he's like, no, Keenan, you must go and prove yourself to be a great Digi warrior. It's like, bro, like, why are you sending the eight-year-old out to fight and, like, sounding so malicious? That that line is a really weird mistranslation of the of the, the subs line. Of course when it Ke- is. When Keenan runs off to fight, 
um, Gatsumon says they're just going to let him go. And he says, Murukimon says, I couldn't stop him if I, try, if I tried. He is the spirit of a true warrior. Like, <laughs> it's it's weird because it, it's, it changes from him, like, sounding like a dad who's like, you know, a bit exasperated but proud of his of his surrogate son. Go get to, like, him, sport. A general, yeah, to a general that's like, go out there and be a warrior. <laughs> go get him, sport affection, and go get him, sport derogatory. <laughs> a, a, yeah, a, go get him, sport suggestion, and go get him, sport command. command. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good God. Um, yeah, it's a very... Um, I don't know, I, I, I kind of like... I think the voices just give it... it it's very like, he's doing his best... Uh, Symphony of the Night Dracula impression. Uh, we've given, which given how like Marukimon just sat throughout this entire episode, um, it it kind of works. Like yeah. he's very My... indignant as well throughout the whole thing. So like it it does. Oh yeah. Oh, most when of I were work. watching it, uh, Alcaster and I were joking that when he stands up from the throne, he must have had to like peel himself off because a it's ice and b he has been sitting there the entire time we have seen him in this show. It's ice, but he still gets, like, the butt imprint in it. <laughs> That's how long he's been there. It, he melts a divot into it. He's he's doing a really good, like, dark side throne, you know, sit. You know, like, the yeah. like the DC character. So I, I I appreciate a good... I appreciate a villain who knows when to sit or how to sit. Uh, <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I think it's... So I do actually really like the dub of this episode. They don't make that many like major um, diversions or changes from or mistakes. Yeah, from from the canon. There is one thing that persistently does bother me though. Just about like this isn't like just this show's fault. It's like dubbing in general at the time. I know I've complained about this before, but the fact they're not allowed to say die or dead or killed in this episode really hampers some of the emotional impact. Because um, like specifically. The reason why Keenan is frothing angry is because his mom was murdered. Not just, like, killed, like, intentionally murdered. And that's a word he keeps using over and over again. Um, and the rest of Dats is confused. He's like, oh, well, you know, maybe she was, you know... Uh, maybe she was, like, turned back into an egg. And Keenan keeps insisting, no, she was killed. Like, she was murdered. Like, she's dead. Um... And that doesn't work because the dub keeps using euphemisms like she's gone or she's not coming back or you destroyed her. And I don't something about the word destroyed seemed kind of dehumanizing to me. It's like they're treating Digimon as like programs and not like, you know, living creatures in a way. Yeah. 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 Um, but again, that's I'm not going to put the blame for that at the the dubber's feet. I think Late that was just Disney's. the culture. I think, yeah, I think that was just the culture at the time, unfortunately, because we had... Um, we had a similar issue with that in Tamers when they they only said Leomon died like once or twice, and otherwise it's like he's gone now or like he's not coming back or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that is a thing for then. Um, it's I, I I feel like I never really notice it that much, um, and I think I'm more the kind of person that will notice it the other way around a lot more. Like in like shows like Adventure Time, if they say like die or whatever it's just like whoa <laughs> but that's because i get i guess it's because i grew up watching this stuff so I yeah. Don't know. yeah yeah it's like yeah. the weird thing is marcus does say die in this episode um when when he's confused about how frigimon could be could be dead he's like she uh she did he, he, he just says digimon can't die like point blank it's like so what what's the rule why can you say it this time is it only because you said you can't die, and that's why they yeah. could get away with it? It's a, it's a whose line is it anyways thing. 
You can say death isn't real. <laughs> yeah. You can't say uh, death is real or death. Again, not not the fault of the dubbers. I just it just bothers me. And the only other like nitpick I had was um the old man acts a lot more snarky to Marukimon in the dub. Um in the sub he was generally like genuinely like apologetic and trying to like find common ground. And you get a bit of that here, but he acts like a lot like more on edge and he even makes fun of Marukimon a few times, which I don't think is a good idea for someone who's trying to broker peace. <laughs> I think it's kind of silly and fun like silly positive that this old man's like, oh you remember me? Like he's he's sort of goofing around with this giant, like two hundred foot tall man wolf wolf man that could just punch a hole in him instantly. <laughs> yeah, oh, just, yeah. I, yeah. I appreciate the, the bravado. Step on I guess it's like it it makes Murukimon's anger feel a little bit more justified <laughs> that this guy's making fun of him when he's like, dude, I invited you into my home and you're and you're <laughs> you're dunking on me. <laughs> he's being a real hater. Um also another important thing to note uh, the dub, at this point, Murukimon mentions a treaty that apparently the Digimon signed with the humans. That that doesn't exist. That That's incorrect. The dub will walk this back later and try to be like, oh, it was in, an informal verbal treaty. It's like, that's not what a treaty is, but okay. I, that's, <laughs> um, the idea of there being a treaty, like, you have all these representatives of the digital world. You have, um, like, like a machine Jermon, like, picking up the pe- a pen with his hands, his giant hands. <laughs> so for, for the sake of internal consistency, um, just know that when he says treaty, he means they they came to an agreement last time humans were in the digital world. And that's that's the important part, is that Marukimon trusted them on their word without any kind of written legislation. Yeah, I, I'm imagining Marukimon just having his finger, like, being like, I have my fingers crossed, take back seas, oh, valid, <laughs> or whatever. Um, but yeah, because, yeah, like, the... I, I I do like that in both the dub and the sub they get they get across the idea of Murukimon being understandably suspicious because like you know at some unspecified point between the the human expedition to the digital world where Marcus's dad was lost and now like humans re-entered the digital world and you know slaughtered Digimon like there there was there was like it's there's no two ways about it like it was an attempted genocide. And that's why he's so distrustful, because, like, he's, you know, he knows, as far as he knows, the old man's lying when he says that no one, you know, nothing's happened and that they they haven't, you know, broken the the agreement or whatever. Like, I think it's it's surprisingly nuanced for a show where the good and evil are usually pretty black and white. Yeah, I like it a lot. It's... And... Obviously, like, the, the, the flashbacks are not something we know, but, like, the way that um, Marukimon knows, I, I like the sort of, it's very clear why there's, like, the struggle, and, like, we, we finally know why Marukimon is the way he is type of deal, yeah. like, and I like and, that like, a lot. I don't, I don't know if this was intentional. I'm pretty sure Marukimon's design was decided before this show aired. Um, but there there definitely is some subtext, whether intentional or not, of like Marukimon and Keenan both having very indigenous coded designs and you know being on the receiving end of a broken promise from a group of colonialists who you know have slaughtered their people en masse and are now trying to be like oh well, we're we're peaceful though yeah you know what there was actually a thought i had for the next episode so i'm going to 
I'm going to continue it then, but you know what? You are you are actually incredibly right. I, I forgot. Is the shot of the, the, the face of the soldiers marching through the burning forest in this episode or the, or the next one? I want to say it's this episode. Yeah, because, like, that's a powerful image. It's not one that we've seen at this point before, but, like... Yeah, that's pretty irrefutable proof that like there there are humans who want to eradicate like you know Digimon, and like yeah, because that was a moment that I thought was kind of wild and uh actually sorry go ahead yeah and just like the the pointed use of imagery of a burning forest even though we've seen that most of the digital world isn't like that also has a lot of intentionality behind it I feel yeah it's it's very effective at what it does. Even in the dub where things have messed up, like, this is still very, like, striking imagery. There was the moment I liked that, um, they say, uh, entire banks of Digimon memory was, like, wiped out. And that's, that, like, not something, like, we've really heard or, that's like... A, that's a dub invention as well. What he says... Pardon, this... I thought that was actually kind of cool. I well, liked yeah, that. Yeah, what he... What he says, because the dub has a weird habit of, like, dehumanizing Digimon by, like, using a lot of computer terms and, like, you know, jargon when the sub doesn't. Because what he said in the, what he says in the, in the sub at that point is just, you humans wipe, eradicated, like, countless Digimon. Like, he doesn't yeah. say you wipe their memory banks, he just says you killed them. Like, you, you, you wipe them out. No, yeah, I just, I like the idea of, like, uh... You know, like, oh, they're Digimon, so clearly, like, their me- their their backup is, like, stored somewhere, you know? Like, I think that's kind of, like, an interesting idea to sort of go with. Like, obviously, it's different here, especially because it's a dub invention. But I'm like, okay, like, that's actually kind of interesting. The idea that they just said, you know what, just tip over these servers full of data. No <laughs> yeah, Digimon and- are surviving. In the sub, it's a lot more straightforward because whenever a Digimon dies, its data just reincarnates into an egg, right? Whatever, yeah. whatever happened to Frigimon and all the others, their data was just destroyed. Like it, it couldn't reform because there was none left, and that's right. that's all you really need to know. I'm kind of, I, I do find it interesting. I like the mission. I guess the central mystery at this point is how are they doing this, or how were they doing this, and 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 also like who who and why. I guess, um, mm-hmm. and I think it contrasts interestingly with, um, you know, obviously throughout this whole series, one of the first things we learn is that humans are perfectly capable of fighting Digimon themselves in this canon, because uh, you know that's what Marcus does all the time is punch them square in the face. Um, even in this episode, you know, he, he does that. Um, and then it's suddenly like, okay, humans, a human fighting a Digimon was like something that up until now we've kind of seen as, you know, as like a, uh, not comedy per se, but it's it is- feudal. It's always feudal. Like they will have like military, like helicopters and tanks go up against the Digimon and it, it does literally nothing. Yeah. Well, that's. That, yeah, but I'm, I mean, in this series, rather, we've seen Marcus. Oh, okay. You mean you mean this, not just the whole franchise. I'm just talking about yeah. I'm just talking about gotcha. Digimon Savers right now. But like the 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 um, we've seen Marcus just punch him in the face, and it's it's more as like an action scene, which is kind of you know it's it's a silly bit of imagery, and I th- I think the show is fully aware of that. Uh, but now suddenly it's like oh, you know, it kind of goes with that. It says, well, okay, if humans can hurt Digimon then what could happen in that in that world and then i mean already we're at humans wiping out scores of digimon you know um so and it could turn out 
like I'm, I'm new to this of course so it could just turn out they're using some sort of special weapon to do it or like even a digimon themselves or even a digimon maybe a digimon was behind the whole thing it, who knows but like it's just interesting that we're already at the point you know 18 episodes in where humans are not just like being able to fight digimon but are already massacring them um and yeah and and, and some time ago as well because the like Fritchie, like Fritchimon has been gone for some time like since keenan was younger like this isn't like a, a sudden development right right no and um, I, it, I, sorry cool. just trying to go on Oh, I was just gonna say, I thought the I thought the scene with the Digimon's, uh, sorry, with Frigimon's, um like ghost or like <laughs> Frigimon just fading in was really funny. Mostly in the context <laughs> of like all the Frigimon <laughs> posting we've been doing since starting fr- this podcast. All the all the Frigi posting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm always Frigi posting. <laughs> I uh, I do like that. Like the end of this episode, when the wall behind Marukimon's throne collapses and shows an active digital gate, it really does, like, hammer home. Like, if Marukimon wanted to, he could have invaded the human world at any time. Like, he had the means to. He like, could have literally ended the series before it began. Yeah, it, I think it's a really interesting reveal because we've only, we only see it now that Marukimon's already kind of made up his mind that humans are dangerous and, and need to be stopped. But, like, the fact that he's had that the whole time is, is interesting. It's like he's He's had, like, it's almost like a, I don't know how to put this, like a, a symbol of his trust of the humans, that, like, he he has this way to get to the human world and for humans to get right to him, like, literally right behind him. And, you know, they just haven't been using it. I like that he's been, like, basically, I, I like to think of it as him basically spawn camping. Uh, he's like, <laughs> if, if, the, if the humans come back here, guess what? <laughs> like, I'm here in my giant pallet, pallets of ice and my Kamehameha's. Uh, you're not you're not getting anywhere um that's oh i like i like to think of it that way i also like to think of it as like what if they just blew that wall out and then suddenly he's just like that was there the whole time uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, i that'd be really fun and then they come back to the human where they're like shit he found the <laughs> he found the entrance oh god we need to panic <laughs> we're screwed um yeah i don't know anyway that's but yeah, I, I I like I like that. Yeah, he was just like, oh, I don't need to worry. You know, I I, I guess his whole thing is that like I I think humans are bad news, and I'm I think it's probably for the best that I park my base here or whatever. Um, assuming that he didn't like make it himself or something. I don't know if that's a, like something. I, I like that the show has a lot of there's a lot to speculate about. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I mean, it's sort of that whole digital like gate thing is sort of like foreshadowed with like, Aquilamon, right? Like he just sort of crashes through the wall and then ends up in the human world. Yeah, and it's like it's not really thought about, but I like how like that sort of like comes full circle in a way. I'm like, oh, oh yeah. yeah, that is there. That that that's how that works. <laughs> Anytime anyone wants to go to the human world, they need to break down the wall. Uh, just, <laughs> Stop fucking my shit up. <laughs> it's like it's like how every time John Wick. Uh, has to go back to work. He he has to sledgehammer his basement apart. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. I I yeah I do I do like how this show has lore without necessarily having lore dumps. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Like there's there's cool stuff in the background that they've just established and like we didn't need to sit through like a, a twenty minute long explanation of what a digital like you know why he has this digital gate or like 
what the purpose of it is to to understand the implications of it, I guess. The uh, Dark but, Souls of Digimon. But that's that, the great thing is that they've clearly built the show around that by having a main character who will just instantly interrupt anything like that if it goes on for too yeah. long. You just <laughs> yeah. you will Which, have a few things answered and then Marcus will just come flying in and yeah, it's punch. it's funny. I'm not I'm not sure if this is because of lip flaps or just weird direction, but the dub has the most awkward version of that ever in this episode when. Marcus punches Murakimon in the face and charges his digi soul. Um, in in the dub uh, or in the sub, Murakimon just says that color. Can it be? And then Marcus says, "What are you talking about?" And Murakimon says, "That's a story for another time." Because um, like you know, it, it, it's he's he's about to fight. He doesn't want to sit down and explain things to him. Yes, but in the in the dub, I guess they think their audience are stupid because they spell it out. He says that DNA charge. Could you be the son of Spencer Damon? And Marcus like has the most understated reaction of like, huh? How do you know my dad? And then Murakimon just goes, I don't want to talk about that right now. <laughs> <laughs> enough like, to, he's like, enough talking. <laughs> yeah, it's like, then don't say it in the first place, dude. <laughs> like the in the sub, it's clearly just like a he's he's shocked and he's talking to himself, whereas the dub makes it feel more like he's he's about to say something and then changes his mind. <laughs> because <laughs> like you get the implication of just him like recognizing the color of the digisoul i don't think you need to like have him say could you be spencer damon's son i like I, I like the son of sarah damon and the the brother of christy damon does he does she still make those eggs that you love so much i like that he, i like to think of it he just like he, he he started this he started the boss fight again and just hit the cut, skip cutscene button um, once it was available, <laughs> so it's like yeah, it's, 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 so there we go, fantastic. They're both mashing to skip the cutscene. Speaking of something like uh, Dracula, it's literally his enough talk. Have at you moment. Yeah. <laughs> Perhaps you are the son of the Spencer Damon. Enough yeah. talk. <laughs> Perhaps the same could be said of all religion. You know my Perhaps father. Perhaps the same could be said of all Damons. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. What is Damon? Oh, oh that was really bad. No, actually, d- delete that. Delete that stone, please. <laughs> Maybe. What is um, a human? Yeah, a miserable little pile of data. <laughs> Can I just say, I love how raw the fact that Godsumon just takes a hostage is. What? Yeah. This, this Godsumon. It's literally like, just like a, like a cheesy bit. He's like, put him down nice and slow. Go- like, okay. it's literally just the hostage crisis. Why couldn't this be the Godsumon who got like, I spied Mayotis mom back in back in an adventure. Like, what? This guy sucks. Like, I love whenever <laughs> he has his like stupid little schmizing grin. He's like, hey, hey, hey. like they, he's they great. make him they make him very emotive for a little go- <laughs> a little goblin made of rocks. <laughs> it's great. I love it. He is fully on his stars on his Starscream shit in this show. Like, it's he, so good. He's not straight up planning to like overthrow Marukimon or anything, but like he is clearly. Like, Marukimon is just constantly like, you should probably go get Keenan, okay? And then as soon as he leaves the room, he's like, time to kill Keenan, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh boy, here I go killing again. Yeah. <laughs> I don't he's know, I, literally I... Randall Weems mixed with, like, wanting to kill Keenan, and it's great. Uh, there was a funny line he has when the when Marukimon, like, knocks out all the Digimon. He's like, it's just as I suspected. They're far weaker than I thought. It's like... What? You're you're literally a rookie level, my guy. <laughs> they literally tried to fight a god. Yeah, I think the the dub's line when Mercumon gets hurt is weird too. 
Because in the dub, he goes, hmm, you seem to have weakened me, which is a very weirdly verbose thing to say. In the in the sub, he just says, you've scratched me. <laughs> like, you made me bleed my own blood. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you've weakened me. It's like, are you not allowed to say scratched now? <laughs> no, <laughs> like, no, that's, 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 that's also part of the Stem Lord contract. No scratches. <laughs> he, he is a, he's a villain who sits and is, and so just speaking normal language is beneath him like you know he has to be all hoity-toity and stuff so uh, yeah like I, I half expected him to turn to marcus and go ah you've procked my elemental weakness <laughs> no he's not a nerd <laughs> just <laughs> um no i i did find that funny because mainly because then he just immediately like goes yeah like you said like i said in the synopsis time to die and and yeah it hits them all with the the wave beam or whatever <laughs> it says him with the bug zapper yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. by the way this will only be a reference that will play to mina and me but when they showed the shot of the infinite ice ridge i was like wow labyrinth labyrinth looking pretty nice <laughs> see what the dub misidentifies this specific castle as the infinite ice ridge but it's like no they've been in the infinite ice ridge since last episode this is just his castle in the infinite ice ridge no that's the infinite ice ridge Cause like when Marcus when Marcus points when they get when they when they when I get to the castle and Marcus points and goes look at the infinite ice ridge I half expected someone else to be like you you fucking moron we've been here like for for hours because like it's such we've a weird... literally been here since like an episode ago you clawed yeah it's such a weird comment for him to make when they've been walking through it for for God knows how long and have fought three enemies in it already <laughs> <laughs> I mean he's not wrong. They are in the Infinite Ridge. <laughs> he just has to keep bringing it up every it so is, often to remind himself. It, it, okay, this is this might only play to Tom, but it definitely felt like a Mantis Lookout moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Like it, it just felt like he was reacting to something like way too late. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Anyway, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm nitpicking. This is this episode's very good, and I think that the dub still does a great job. I think. Any weaknesses in the dub script are compensated for by their performances, which I think are really strong across the board. Yeah, I, w- I want to talk about one line. Uh, just checking my notes here, and I, s- I noticed one thing that I've not, I don't think we brought up yet. Um, Murikimon refers to Keenan as the son I never had. Yeah. That's a weird thing for a Digimon to say, I'm just going to say. Yeah, it, it it is. And it's it's a little, so the, the subline might give you a bit more context for that. Right. Um, he so in the sub he, when he's that it's the exact same line is is uh, instead rendered as um, he it he makes me understand what it must be like to have a child because like that that is a concept foreign to Digimon right oh, okay like, yeah, right. that that makes more sense yes but yeah also like still weird <laughs> because the line the the follow up yasa of his presence makes me. His presence here makes me appreciate the human world better. I was like, that doesn't sound right. I'm like, why would Marimon yeah. say that? Yeah. So that's <laughs> that, interesting. That was a weird that was a weird addition in the dub. But um yeah, it's it is I like that because it shows that like even even one of the Olympus twelve, like canonically one of the strongest Digimon in the world, it just appreciates the simple joy of fatherhood. And this is this is the second <laughs> surrogate parent that, that Keenan has had. Um and I don't know. It just it makes me it makes me happy that every every person who has ever been a parent to him has cherished him and appreciated him a lot. The final digivolution, fatherhood. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you have you have baby in training, rookie champion, ultimate mega burst father. I'm not. Dad. I'm not the stepfather. I'm the father who digivolved up. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's the episode title. Yeah, <laughs> no, that that's too clunky. We we just need. We I just, don't care. No, but the 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 card can be Murukimon wearing a shirt with that on it, and then and then we're good. There we you, go. You overestimate my photo <laughs> editing ability. Imagine that's what like uh, Keenan gets uh, Maruki Mon for Father's Day, but it's like a giant shirt, so it's like he has to like drag it in, and it's like like a hundred feet long or whatever. <laughs> Size He has to make like an enormous world's best dad mug for him. That would be really cute. He just drops it and crushes Keenan. No, my son. I I can see if I can Photoshop a world's best dad mug <laughs> into his hand. You gotta. If that will we'll, that we'll, we'll figure we'll figure it out. We'll we'll find it in the edit. Okay. Um. I want to. Um. Oh, okay. Can we talk about? Uh. This is this is like a random thing. No, actually, I, I want to talk about why is Murikimon. And I guess we might have just answered this question. But why is Murikimon saying to Keen that he is a Digimon? Like, I don't know. Him just answering the question, like, basically straight up, like, of course you're a Digimon, or whatever he says. And he could have just, like, avoided the question, like, but he answers it straight hey, up. so then you want to get ice cream? Sure thing. He's just straight up gaslighting this kid. Like, I guess like, he would have been doing this this entire time, but it is strange to hear him say it. Like, it's not, str- I-, I don't know why it's strange for me to hear him say it, rather than, like, Gotsumon or Falcomon. Like, it sounds normal coming from them, but for Marukimon to say it, it's kind of like, okay, you're just straight up lying because, you know, the other two I can believe is kind of being convinced and and ignorant to what a human actually is. But you aren't. Like, Murukimon, you know damn well he's a human, so what's up? Um, but I guess we might have just covered that with the whole conversation about his being his surrogate father. <laughs> so. Yeah, there's, there's, yeah there, there's that, and there's probably, like, Keenan hit like it's not like Murukimon instilled the hatred of humans in Keenan. Like Keenan hates them because they killed his mom. And being told, "Hey, you're one of the people that killed your mom," he would probably not take that very well. That is a good point. He didn't. He didn't tell him to hate humans. He just gave him the ability and capacity to hate. <laughs> yeah, true. I'm also like kind of. I feel like at some point we need a flashback or something where Murukimon is like some lower level Digimon who is like. You know, was t- 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 like maybe he was like the equivalent of like Elecmon who ran the primary village, and then that just got wiped out, and then he became Murukimon. <laughs> like I feel like we need some sort. Of, like I'm expecting some sort of flashback, or expecting maybe not the right word, but like I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there was some sort of flashback that was like Murukimon was like took care of all the Digimon until the day the humans came, and then you know that's his origin story. Uh, as it is, it's just kind of like, okay, why is Thanos, like, gaslighting this child? Which, now that I say that out loud, is exactly what Thanos does, but you know what I mean. I refuse to let uh, Marukimon drop Keenan down a pit. <laughs> no, Marukimon wouldn't, let's be clear. No, no Marukimon wouldn't do that. We, we, he's he's clearly actually into the fatherhood thing, not not the... Gathering the Infinity Stones thing. <laughs> so, yeah. So glad. Yes, thank you. I love when my fathers don't collect Infinity Stones. <laughs> I love when my fathers don't <laughs> drop me off a cliff to collect. Hey, I one. mean, I am a fan of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, why wasn't it Jeremy Renner? God, anyway. <laughs> why wasn't just both of them? Yeah, true. Yeah. Oops. I would have taken a two for one. We both fell. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> anyway. 
two things. Um, one, I like how the boomerang just has a propeller sound. Yeah. That's very goofy. It's it, it's uh, so funny. The fr- I had a double take the first time because I forgot that's what it sounds like. Boomerang. Two, it connects. It connects me last night when. The old man, like, uh, hooks Kuramon and then flings it away. That's the Pokeball sound from the anime. Oh! Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. That's, like, when the Pokeball pops, like, open. That's literally that sound. I was like, yo, that's what that was. I knew, I was trying to figure it out. And when I rewatched last night, I was like, oh, that's... they can't do that. That's a Pokemon sound. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, weird. Yeah, I, 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 didn't, I didn't pick up on that, but yeah, you're right. Also, I love how the security for your giant castle is like five in training Digimon. <laughs> like, yeah. why doesn't he just pack it full of like a bunch of mammoth mons and stuff? Like, li- yeah, literally, Godzilla's like, they was... got through our forces, and it's like five Tumamon. That was a weird dub change as well. Like, because in in the in the sub, he just runs in and it says this like the the security perimeter has detected intruders. <laughs> like, they're not supposed to stop them. They're just there as like glorified like ring cameras. <laughs> Yeah, is that like another war crime that the that Dats has committed? Then yeah, using using a ring camera <laughs> is a war crime. Yes, I, I agree. yeah <laughs> exactly. Um, Seriously, don't use this. Um, don't don't be a freak. Yeah, I, I did like the the boomerango brew moment. Um, or moments, I should say. There's more. Um, yeah. Also, I'm not entirely sure what happened with the fishing rod. Like it just caught it and then flung it away. I guess, but. Yeah, you know, I'm. I'm not an expert on on that, so I, I Cat, guess. catch and release. He, it had a funny suction cup on it. Yeah, yeah, that's a very like. That's why oh, you couldn't hook any fish. Shit, we can't show a hook. <laughs> we can't show him hooking a Digimon. We need to right in the eye. Oh God, no! I don't <laughs> want to think about that. Oh, or maybe Kurobon. Uh, yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Moving on. Um, I did like when Thomas was like, um, just ready to go sicko mode. Um, I forget what the line was, but it's it's like, um, basically it was like Thomas being like, yeah, violence, woo. Oh, um, when he's like, when they talk about, um, uh, like combining the attacks, and he's like, that makes me want to do it even more. Yeah, like, I love, I love Thomas. Put, okay, Thomas, no need to be so sensual about combining attacks. <laughs> I, lo- I love Thomas' intense moments. I like it when he drops the, the analytical facade and just goes ham. <laughs> but also yeah. they literally have combined attacks before why is thomas like saying we've never done that they literally Wait, did that they've they? never done it three ways okay when they no, did... with dromojimon that's how they stopped dromojimon oh god right yeah I... galgamon and geogramon combined their attacks yeah but they it was never like a these are ultimates b there's three of them this time like when they were doing it against dromojimon it already had the risk of killing them <laughs> skill issue <laughs> it made it made a funny it made a colorful little beam though so I, I i do like um i do like that this does the thing that i guess digimon's done for ages but it, they keep doing it which is um the you've got the three ultimates here but like they're just they're completely different sizes um yeah, yeah and it's just like they look completely like it looks they look so silly right next to each other like that like um, lilamon is so tiny yeah, so and Mach Galgamon is like just slightly bigger, and then G- Rise Greymon is just a hulking monster. And the Marukumon's bigger than any of them. Like the scale in this episode is hilarious. It's <laughs> it's just so funny, especially when you've got the shots where it's just like they're looking right up at Marukumon. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like between like, his Marukimon's, legs. <laughs> scale is very inconsistent. Yeah, it's funny. like in in some shots, 
Gatsuman smaller than one of his toenails, and in other shots in previous episodes, he was like up to his shin at least. <laughs> I um, I love just like weird like size inconsistencies in Digimon, like genuinely. It's interesting just to just be like, okay, well in this scene, this character is like eight feet tall. Okay, now Marukimon is a hundred feet tall. Don't question it. Yeah, that they they don't do a lot in terms of like I feel like with Marukimon, you should have another character in the shot always to like emphasize how big he is. Because in the moments <laughs> in the, in the moments where he's by himself, he just looks like a normal Digimon because like the yeah. envir- the environment they're in isn't like weird. Well, isn't sorry, is weird. Is weird. Sorry. I definitely noticed that about Metal Greymon, particularly in Adventure Twenty Twenty. Like it, it, it's si- his size relative to Ty changed so often. Like sometimes Ty could like ride on his shoulders, and sometimes he could barely fit into his hand. And like it, I oh, guess yeah. Twenty Twenty was the worst about size changes. Honestly, you can you can justify it with Digimon, I guess, because you can say, oh, they absorb more data. <laughs> like it grew bigger for this one time or whatever. They they, co- they um, compressed. They compressed their data. Or something. Yeah, yeah. Metal Gurumon's um like introduction episode. He's like just big enough for Matt to ride on, right? And at yeah. other points, he's like, like literally like a hundred feet big or whatever. Like he, like he absolutely <laughs> yeah. dwarfs Matt. And but, it's like a spec on it. It's like, no, come on, like do you, do something. You you watched all of it, right? Uh, right, Sloan. I, I watched like most of it. Did you you watch enough to see Skull Skull Nightmon and Dark Nightmon? Oh yeah, yeah. That was another one. Like Dark Nightmon's size changed so much, like. Because they gave it, like, the steed to ride on, right? Like, the the, the yeah. black uh, armored dragon. Yeah. Um, and sometimes, like, it's, you know, when he was riding on it, his legs reached almost to the ground. And sometimes he couldn't even, like, straddle it because it was too big. And it's, like, it's so confusing. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, fun thing. There's a site called size.digimoncard.dev that takes, like, official art and, like, scales it. Uh Dark Nightmon literally goes from um let me check cuz I ha- I have it I looked it up just out of curiosity from 40 feet to 153 feet depending yeah, on appearance. I, I see on on the one hand uh is, is this only for Adventure 2020 cuz Dark Nightmon's also a, an important No, yeah, these character. are the Adventure 2020 appearances. Okay, okay, yeah, cuz Dark Nightmon's also an important character in Fusion. Um yeah. and in Fusion he's like he has size differences for a reason, is all I'll say. <laughs> no, yeah, like, this is solely for his Adventure 2020 appearance. Okay, yeah, that's that's fucked, then. <laughs> it's so It's weird. very, like, every other Digimon series has been, like, relatively okay about it. Like, Adventure 2020 is just like, I, I don't know, now it's this big, I guess. Well, at least in this scene, it's very much like the scale between the different characters is consistent. It's just like, there are a few moments, yeah, where... I don't know. I think they could have gone for more, like some better, like framings or stuff like that. More yeah, better ways to frame that scale to like give you a sense of gravitas for Marukimon. Yeah, because he's or, just a big dude, really. Yeah, exactly. Or even like Raichuemon and stuff as well. But yeah. Anyway, that's like such a that's a very minor uh, like thing note. But uh, I hope someone got fired for that blunder. <laughs> No, that's save save those for the dub, <laughs> save those for the dubbing changes. Um, all right, what else? Um, yeah, I don't know. I I was kind of surprised. Kamemon showed up and 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 got his own like Digivolution sequence kind of. Oh, that was so good. That was surprising and fun. I like Guapamon's pose. 
Yeah, he's funky. Yeah. Um. But yeah, always keep it funky fresh. Always keep it funky fresh. Absolutely. Um. Yeah, I like this episode. I, I I really enjoyed this one. I thought it was nice to have a bit of, you know, conflicts both verbal and physical and, yeah, uh, I don't know, which is really 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 good. We're getting some good conflict and like some some more lore. So I'm I'm digging it. I'm really digging what this show, not even twenty episodes in yet, is putting down. Yeah, I'm I'm yeah I'm really enjoying it. Um, and this one this one was. I don't know, like, maybe definitely one of my faves so far. Yeah. So. Yeah, I like it a lot. Uh, do we want to move on to the next episode then? Yeah, I think, th- like, we keep dancing around stuff that happens in the second episode. I think we should probably get to the to actually talking about it. Yeah, let's, yeah. Take, a, let's take a break before we do that and then uh, okay. come back. Yeah. Okay. We'll take a quick break and then we will be right back for episode 19. Yeah. back we took a quick break but now we are here with episode 19 of digimon data saver squad y'all both mind if i take the reins Go about the truth about keenan which is, is coincidentally is the, the episode of this title the episode of this title the episode of this title yes what is the truth about keenan well the truth about keenan is that this episode title in the sub is the target is ikutel gatsumon's plot it was directed by Hidehiko Kadota and written by Akatsuki Yamatoya. So Yamatoya keeps returning. <laughs> like a bad rash. Like, you're telling me. So the episode starts off. We have Marcus and Keenan both screaming and throwing a fit about having to have a physical examination by some doctors now that they're back at Dats. And we learned that the old man is Yushima, the commander general of Dats, and how he is. So he is now stuck in the digital world, as we saw last episode. And I, I can't believe they went with Homer as his English name. <laughs> MF is named Homer. Oh, it was it was Homura in the Japanese version, and they went with Homer. Homer, so funny. <laughs> Homer. That was much better. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what happens is Marcus and Keenan both want to get back to the digital world. Marcus wants to fight Marukimon. Keenan wants to get back home. And because of this, Marcus once again breaks the dad's computer and it'll take at least two weeks to be fixed, according to Thomas. So at this point, Samson, who gave the order of no one's allowed to go back to the digital world, is now pleased because this means Marcus and Keenan can't go back to the digital world. And what ends up happening is that Samson knows who Keenan is and tells the story, the truth about sort of the original expedition and how before Dats, uh, he and Homer were kind of like beat detectives type deal who were investigating some mysterious disappearances that were going on in the world. Uh, people just like straight up disappearing, like 
into the digital world type of deal. So what happened is due to various experts in various fields sort of discovering the digital world, they took an expedition in, which was that first expedition team. You had Spencer Damon, of course. We had Homer Yushima. Was it what there was Samson who was in that team, right? Yep, Sam, Samson was part of that team along with uh, Yushima and Spencer Damon, um, and a few others that uh, you'll find out more about later. Yeah, so we also learned that the Criers were part of that group because after their baby Keenan was born, he just straight up got yeeted into the digital world. <laughs> he got sucked, he got sucked up into the digital world. Absolute. Absolute skill issue. I I would have I wouldn't have been sucked up in the digital world as a baby. I'm just saying. I simply would have resisted the pull. Yeah, honestly. World's worst parents. <laughs> World's worst parents. You couldn't do anything about your kid getting sucked up in the digital world. So, because of learning that he is a human, you know, Keenan is understandably having trouble accepting this fact. But Samson tells the crew about hey. Keenan's parents are by the mountains. Go go take their son to him. And with a little bit of a struggle, because Keenan doesn't want to go, because that's not his parents. He is a Digimon. It takes a little bit of time, but they go along with them. And the crew, minus Thomas and Galmon, end up hoofing it to the mountains in the police car. And you have a bunch of like fun shenanigans of like, oh, like... Keenan and Marcus, like, get in an argument over stuff in the human world or whether the, the digital world is cooler. And Marcus gives this baby child whose stomach has probably never had a real food before gas station hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to kill him. <laughs> Keenan would should literally be pooping himself for eternity. I'm just going to say that. There's no one is immune to gas station hot dogs, especially when that's your first real human food. I'm pretty sure Marcus has punched this kid in the face, and this is by far the most damage you will ever do to him. Right. <laughs> Honestly. And so we we go back to the digital world, and Gatsumon is still scheming, but he's like, oh, don't worry, Marukimon, I'll find Keenan. He he he. But he ends up you know, because the, the digital gate at Marukimon's place is kind of out of order type of deal. So he finds some Okuamon as he's flying around Yanmamon. And he enlists them to help kill the eight-year-old. <laughs> so what happens is as they get to the mountains, they get an alert from the status girls, Mickey and Megumi, who are like, there's some Digimon up there and it's three Okuamon, three ultimate level Digimon. And Gatsumon goes, like, full mask-off villain, like, you are a human, and the digital world was worse off with your presence, Keenan. I'm gonna crush you and kill you, type of deal. And so, because of what happened last episode, Keenan keeps getting kind of freaked out about how Gatsumon, who he thought was, like, his ally, his friend, keeps wanting to kill him, and is kind of frozen in fear as he is once again nearly killed, but this time by Akuamon. So, Yoshi warp digivolves Lalamon into Lilamon, and then she hope takes him into the air, and Mark Marcus that is, and Marcus punches Okuamon, is able to have Agumon digivolve into Rise Greymon or Geo Greymon, and then punches another Okuamon, so that way can get to ultimate level in Geo Gre- or and Rise Greymon. 
There's a lot of Greymons in this show. There's two of them. Too, too many Greymons. Too many Greymons. And so they end up getting rid of two of the Okuamon. And then Gatsumon realizes he's outmatched. And is like, okay, it's time to retreat. And that's when he sort of, you know, drops that whole like, oh, you're never going to be allowed in the digital world again because you're a traitor. Because you're with the humans now. And then just kind of flies off. So, Mina. Sag. Uh, you know how you mentioned the whole, like, uh, colonialist sort of, like, indigenous sort of trappings of last episode? Yeah. So, when I was rewatching this last night, I immediately had the thought of, like, wait a second, this is a kid who has never been to the human world, and, like, never been around, like, human germs. Like, these people are gonna, like, instantly kill his tiny baby immune system. <laughs> Like, like, legitimately, like, that, that kid should be getting, that kid should instantly be getting, like, 500 vaccines. He, like, he's literally not going to be able to handle these germs. It's okay, he's got his antivirus installed. I guess. Uh, I get it, I get it, that's, give yourself a raise. <laughs> no, you're, you're right, though, yeah, he should be, he should take, like, three steps and then just die from the common cold. I guess, like, you could argue that he got his shots when he was a baby. <laughs> They just gave him all the shots like it was, it was they a just, day old. And then they, he just, they, just, like, they just jabbed him with like a six syringe cocktail when he was fresh out the pussy. <laughs> oh, don't say that. <laughs> no, no, go ahead. Say avoid, it. I, avoid I, I give that, you the pass. Avoid that turn of phrase. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the needles were still in him as he floated up and got zoomed into the digital world. Oh, God. That's that's why he got zoomed into the digital world. They, they, they pumped him full of 5G. <laughs> Oh no! They were right! <laughs> oh my god, and the number of people who think that it's like an injectable just make me laugh so hard. Like Injectable 5G. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> Somehow, over the course of like three years, it went from being harmful radiation, which is plausible, to they're putting 5G in our food and medicine, which is like, come on. Not a machine, son. Uh... <laughs> Woke McDonald's be like 5G Big Mac estrogen fries. <laughs> no, for real though. They, them, Coca Cola. Well, the, hope, <laughs> the hope is that stuff starts to die away now that people are getting fired over at that one news channel that does all that shit. But um, I doubt it, to be honest. So, there it, we go. no, it'll. It's mostly Facebook, I guess. Mark Zuckerberg needs a bullet. Uh, anyway, I um, think he said Marcus needs a bullet at first. I was like, whoa, that Mark, escalated Mark, quickly. Mark, he would, he would sim- just punch it away. Yeah. He would simply <laughs> parry it. Yeah. <laughs> he does like the, the, he does the, the Ken parry, the Evo Moment 37 parry to like a bunch of bullets. <laughs> it's a machine gun. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so, got some on. So, like, his plan is basically he's gonna. Marukimon's gonna tell him to find Keenan. Gotsamon is then going to kill Keenan. And then what? Like, surely he, he probably just he probably just tells Marukimon, yeah, the humans killed him. Sorry, boss. Okay, fair. Yeah. Anyways, you should totally kill all those humans now. It'd be really funny. You'll see more about it in the next episode, but he does have like a a, a cover for for this mission. Okay. Um, but, like, the most important part is just that he wants him dead. Like, there's no motivation for this beyond he personally hates this boy and wants him to be, and wants him to, wants him to die. Like. I see. <laughs> yeah. He's, like, is he is, there. 
he's so extremely prejudiced against humans that he sees that he sees a human having Marukiman's affection as being like blasphemous, essentially. Okay, right, yeah, okay, that that that's fine. Um, not not just I, I, I hit this one particular kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I remember seeing people on the internet like in the Digimon fandom earlier describing him as as being racist. It's like I don't feel comfortable with that terminology. He is. He is prejudiced for understandable reasons, but the reason why he hates Keenan in particular isn't because of, like, this generalized prejudice. It's just because, like, he doesn't think that any human should be worthy of Murukimon's, uh attention. Dad gives you more time uh, during the weekend than me. I'm gonna <laughs> kill you. It's every time I want steak and you want chicken, we get chicken. <laughs> And then Marukimon's like, well, sorry, son, but chicken's just cheaper. <laughs> okay, um, I really like that they they said, like, did they actually say uh, the computer will be out for two weeks? Yeah. Yeah, they so literally two weeks. I, I like that in terms of, like, a meta thing of, like, we're not going back to the digital world for two weeks at least. Um, I don't know if that's what they're going for, but that's I like to, I like to think so. Um, also, I just got to say, like, it, it like... You, Homer Yushima is just Ford Kroller from Psychonauts. <laughs> like, yes. can we just all agree? He's <laughs> just the old man who founded everything. It's just an eccentric old man. Yeah. It's see the the dumb creates a bit of a plot hole here because they introduced uh, Hashima in an earlier episode as the director of Dats and not as uh, in you know a member of the Ministry of Confidentiality. So now they're introducing Yushima, and they can't just call him you know, the the head of Dats, they have to make up a title for him that's under Hashima because they accidentally made someone else the leader of Dats. Is Commander General below, like, what Hashima was? Yeah, Hashima, Hashima was the director. I think Commander General is, is higher than that, personally. But, like, it's... It's just another example of, like, the dub created problems for itself by making a baseless claim and is now going, fuck, and having to backpedal on it. Yeah. Because, like, even the, even in the story that Samson tells in this episode, he mentions once again that it was a, the, it was funded and commissioned by the the Ministry of Confidentiality. <laughs> okay. Like, <laughs> I, I don't really understand why the dub keeps choosing to cut this stuff out, because I think, I think it's interesting. I, I like hearing about, like, the internal politics of this world, where, like, the government is actually getting involved in it. Um... And, like, an existing group that, you know, tackles similar cases in real life uh, is, of course, the one who's trying to investigate these mysterious disappearances. Uh, yeah, I like the flashback with, like, young Samson just in his goofy suit looking, like, really dorky because he has his hair all slicked down. Yeah, I was going to say, that's like, the, the, when you mentioned it earlier, I was going to, I wanted to chime in with, like, yeah, young Samson looking like a complete... Like, he has not found his swagger yet. Um, yeah, like, he looks really awkward and, like, too big for his suit, and it's really funny. He looks really uncomfortable all the time in all those flashbacks. He he looks like he would have been voiced by, like, Yui Lowenfall or someone at that point, and, and not, he would not yet be voiced by Jameson Price because he does not have the, he, yeah, again, he does not have the swagger yet. So, that's, <laughs> that's what I kind of get from young Samson. Um... I am kind of confused about the timeline here of like how long ago this was. Maybe they've mentioned it was that ten f- years ago. Ten years ago, right? Okay, they probably Keenan Ken- was a baby, right? Right, like he, was, he was a newborn baby, and he's ten years old. So he's more like, yeah. right? Yeah, so he's literally ten now. Okay, 
Um, what a horrifying scene. Like, that that notion of, like, oh, they were just... Normal people were just vanishing. Okay, cool. A newborn baby was also vanished. It's like, whoa, what the fuck? Like, That's how you yeah, escalate it. Just make the baby vanish. Yeah. It's very, um, like, poltergeist. Like, the, the Steven Spielberg movie. Yeah. I've not seen that, but... Oh, sorry. Neither have I. Wait. Okay, well, there's... I'm a, a baby. A baby gets kidnapped to another dimension, just like in this one. Hang on, that's a, that's a Spielberg film. Yeah, that's that's what I said. Poltergeist, the Spielberg film. No, I didn't realize that was a Spielberg film. Like, oh, I, yeah. I, I knew of the like the Poltergeist series, but oh, it was written by Stephen Spielberg. Right, okay, that makes that makes more sense. Um, weird. I did not know that. I would not have. Thought, I've never really thought of Spielberg in relation to horror, except for like Jaws. I guess is the closest thing. Um, I mean, Indiana Jones is like borderline horror at times. Yeah, it, Matthew's face melts. All of his films have moments. Like, obviously, Jurassic Park has quite a few moments like that too. But ET is a horror movie because I would have killed ET with hammers. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Okay, weird. Sorry, that just means me not. Whoa, what? Yeah, no, no worries. That's it like was me- it was directed. It was directed by Toby Hooper, who was the guy who did the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That's kind of like when I heard for the first time about James Cameron doing pot- uh, no, not podcast, um, Piranha, Piranha, <laughs> yeah. Piranha Two: The Spawning, Piranha Two. God, he uh, the my, the story behind that is so funny. Apparently, um, he locked the producers out of the the editing bay because he was desperately trying to salvage the film in the edit and wouldn't let them give any feedback on it. <laughs> That's really good and funny. I like that. He was so... Because it was his first feature film. He was terrified that his career was going to die on the spot because of how bad it was. (laughs) Thankfully, he didn't so that we could get more of those fucking Avatar films. I love The Uh, Last Airbender. (laughs) It was all all worth it for the Chud Navi. The what? (laughs) <laughs> that one picture of the the oh. Navi with like, the sunglasses. Oh, the... you mean the January sixth Navi? <laughs> yeah, that that's the one. <laughs> oh, God. Uh... God, I hate that that exists. I hate that, that exists so much. I'm so mad thinking about that. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen that movie, and I, 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 in fact, I pointedly refuse to see that movie. But um, that one image makes me lose it every time. I thought I thought it was an edit when I first saw it. Honestly, like, you're right. That should be an edit, but it's not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah, so that whole thing is... is uh, but, like, I wasn't... I was When he was, like, all oh, the criers, those poor souls, I was expecting them to then be, like, they went to the digital world and then died. Not, like, oh, yeah. they're living in the woods. You know, <laughs> the, oh, they're just yeah, on well, the road. They just have they, a nice house, as we see next, in the cliffhanger. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we they 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 went to the they went to a different dimension to find their child and failed. Is is pretty sad. Still, it, 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 is, it is. Yeah. But... I, I was thinking of that and just being like, well, I mean, they are still poor souls. But like, I when he says that, I don't think I've ever heard anyone refer to as a poor soul in Digimon before, which made me think like something really horrific happened to them. And it did, but like you know, they're not dead. I was you know, I was <laughs> anticipating them being dead. Like they were torn apart by Kuagamon. Basically, your standard for horror is was too high. <laughs> uh, yeah, I... I gotta say, I think it's kind of. I, I thought it would have been cooler if like the expedition was just so dang long that like Keenan was just born in the digital world. Like I get like 
okay, like... That's what that's what Thomas assumes at first, which is really funny, because, like, aren't you the smart one? <laughs> like, don't you realize what he means when he says that? Yeah, I mean... I, hey, I was also there with Thomas. To be fair, I was, I was also kind of like, did they just get lost in the digital world? And then, like, they had a child? Yeah, they should have had, they should have had them having a baby in the digital world, and then, like, have the implications be that... Everyone else just sitting outside the tent as the criers are just doing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. I just figured they got like lost in the woods and then they were like, well, I guess we'll start a new life. And uh, and then they... Yeah. <laughs> and then the Kuagamon ripped them apart. <laughs> they, they, they turned, their life became like the world's worst um, survival RPG on Steam. And uh, yeah. Oh boy, I love Lost in Blue 3. <laughs> oh god lost in blue uh, <laughs> sorry uh, survival kids please um oh my bad no <laughs> that's, the, that's the game boy game i don't even know if that no i know yeah. <laughs> um yeah what was i saying yeah so that, that that was initially my thought i thought that's where they were going because honestly i, I guess i didn't really expect them to be like a baby got snatched like that's yeah like 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 i say that's horrific so it's horrific but it's also like it's like what? Like the the visual image of like the baby like in like being swaddled, floating up, and then just zooming into a portal. Bloody! I'm sorry, that's funny. <laughs> like fucking baby Moses or whatever, just like in the, in the car, and then it just ends up getting like fucking does the whoa whoa whoa, and then ends up in the digital world. Is <laughs> they play that song while these parents are experiencing the worst moment of their life? Oh God, we should we should edit that. We should tweet that. <laughs> <laughs> oh god yeah it's i think this this episode's fun i think it works a bit better in the sub because marcus is less of a dick to keenan in the sub like um, i like marcus in this episode like he's like a jerk older brother i think it's like marcus is like clearly such a softie for keenan and i love it i i kind of um glossed over mentioning it last episode because i wanted to save it for this one but uh as of last episode marcus really respects keenan like he he sees him as like a an equal fighting you know opponent and a lot of the lines in the in the sub of the of last episode were him being like uh you know i'm not gonna let you i'm not gonna let you die until we can settle our fight or like you know uh you can't you can't give up not when you're not when you still haven't beaten me and that kind of thing um and this with this episode it kind of extends uh that a little bit where he's still like abrasive but he 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 acts a lot nicer to him um and he still acts like a bit of a gruff like big brother in the same way he treats agumon but he's not as like mean i guess <laughs> yeah i mean like i think we're still at that point for dub marcus where it's like he's still jock and not himbo yet he hasn't like really come into his kindness just yet but like we see it a little bit here because he's like Oh, like, don't, like, we're gonna take you, and he's having his fun little argument, like, in the car about, like, the TV screens and stuff, and he gives him the gas station hot dogs. <laughs> he's like, oh, like, not that I'm, not that I want to be nice to you or anything, I'm just giving you these gas station hot dogs. <laughs> it's, um... I know my, I know I get hungry when I'm car sick. <laughs> I did, yeah, also, I like that he assumes that's what it is, because honestly... I don't think that's the case for most people. I think usually it's just motion sickness. Yeah. <laughs> Emotions. Does Marcus know about motion sickness? Has he has he learned about that yet? I would yeah, not be surprised. It, it if generally not. eating too much makes me feel sick, not eating not having an empty stomach. Yeah. Um 
But I like it. Um, and of course, um, yeah, that, that's a fun bit. I like that he's like clearly so good of a, like an older brother. He can't help but like fall into that role, you know, when he's not like fighting, in, when he's not in fight mode, I guess. And I guess this is the first yeah. time they haven't been in fight mode. Uh, around, yeah. around each other or Marcus hasn't been in any way because literally up until like now all Marcus wants to do is just beat this 10 year old up yeah <laughs> it's his life's mission to just beat this 10 year old up I also like um I liked Falcomon's sort of observations as they're like in the car I thought that was quite interesting of like a uh, uh, you know they're all going different places but it but it all seems to work <laughs> it's kind of like it's kind of it's kind of a cute thing of like his reaction to the the human world i guess um i don't know i like i like that i thought it was like oh, that's 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 kind of yeah. cute in his yeah, so it's it's definitely really cute yeah in his in his uh, dub dub falcomon way i'm guessing that wasn't really a line he had in the sub or maybe it was i don't know it, it was a different observation i think i can't i didn't actually write it down but i can just imagine like the original falcomon kind of kind of being like keenan i guess and just be like whoa um at you know traffic lights and stuff uh but yeah i i thought that was i thought it was cute yeah uh, i love that one of keenan's like first like wide-eyed like uh sort of things that he takes in like um i don't know the word i don't know words today like his wide-eyed like oh like wonder of the human world is there's no rocks in the sky it's like dang kid really <laughs> That's the first thing you take in. No rocks in the sky. Uh, Falcomon is really excited to play uh, Tears of the Kingdom uh, as a big fan of rocks in the sky. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I wasn't. I wasn't not going to talk about that this episode. <laughs> if I see, I may, I may talk You're about fired. it. Fired. I may talk you about, about it. it. You're fired. <laughs> oh no. Um, I I have a question about um, the fight at the end which was generally pretty you know standard stuff um but there's a scene i don't know if we've seen this yet or like how it i I guess we kind of saw it the first time it happened maybe i'm not sure but like so agamon digivolves into geogramon uh so okay uh, the the actual chain of events marcus punches one of the uh uh and then uh he, uh, Ag- After being fastball special, yes, which was which was great. Uh, Agumon then digivolves into Geo Greymon, uh, and then he punches again, and then it digivolves into Rise Greymon. I mean, that makes sense. That like to digivolve Geo Greymon again, he would not need to punch. I'm just kind of like, why didn't he just warp straight into Rise Greymon? Yeah, that was that was my thing. I was like, this doesn't make sense. What the only thing that I can think of is that he needed to do it quickly in order for Geo Greymon to catch him. And then at that point he can do it again or something. That's the only sort of explanation I can think of, but that kind of gets into how long do the evolutions actually take? <laughs> you know, it's sort of thing. Um, so it's a bit strange that they did that. I thought it was cute because, but not sorry, not cute. I thought it was cool because I did like the scene of like Geogramon, like you know, butting heads with Akuamon. I thought that was cool. But yeah, but that's the only reason I can possibly think of for why they did it that way, which is a good enough reason, I guess. It's just just new, I guess. It's it's always strange when they go champion when they have access to the ultimates. Yeah, because like I, I don't I don't think that um Galmon has ever gone into mock Galgamon without warp digivolving. But like yeah, he has it every every time so far has been warp digivolved. I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I and I think I. 
I want to say was uh, Lilamon too, or did uh, Lalamon go to Sunflowmon first? Uh, no, I think I think it's only been a warp to Javolve as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Where was where was Thomas in this episode? He was fixing the computer. Oh, of yeah. course. Yeah. Right. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, because the the wiki does list the wiki does list Sunflowmon as appearing, but like that could also just be during the. I think it's, it's just the warp digivolution yeah. sequence. Yeah. yeah. Definitely, yeah. That's kind of a, a recurring problem they have in this franchise, is that once you unlock the new form, you have to go... You can't, like, go straight there without going past, you know, what came before. But, like, they don't want to actually make any new animation for it. So you have to see the same sequence uh, over and over again. Yeah, I kind of... I think it's cool that they show up, at least. Uh, they're not completely forgotten about, but... Um, I I will be shocked if some flamon ever appears again in any capacity other than there. <laughs> you know, um, I can't see that showing up again. Uh, whereas Geo Greymon's cool. It's nice to see. It's nice to see him show up. Um, whereas Greymon's fun, yeah. but he has a different flavor. <laughs> you like the meaty brawly boy instead of the G- big gun boy. Geo Greymon's just a big. Freaking dinosaur! He's cool to he's see. He's a big lad. Yeah, Raz Greymon. He's a, he's, Raz Greymon is he's a, good a dinosaur man. with hand wraps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Raz Greymon is kind of just a Gundam, so you know that's. Yeah, is, that's why he's the best. <laughs> which is why he's he's great, but like he's also <laughs> he's not a di- dinosaur. Those things are very different. Uh, they are different, different flavors, you know. Anyway, that's yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, this this episode's fun. I think like the only. The only real uh, notable difference is how mean Marcus is. Like most of the, most of the rest of the episode is pretty pretty darn similar. Um, I I was disappointed. There's a, cu- a couple times in this episode they have Kanan and Marcus say a line at the same time, um, like just to to highlight how similar they are. And all three instances of that was um were cut from the dub, which is Ooh, disappointing. That's a shame. Yeah, like, the the episode opens in the sub with both Marcus and Keenan being manhandled by, by guards, uh, and both of them saying, let me go in unison. Um, and then during, I can't remember if it's during the Akuamon fight or just before it, uh, they say Marcus's catchphrase, which is translated as, it's fighting time in the dub at the same time as well. <laughs> really? Yeah, oh, it's, it's nice, it's sweet. I also noticed that it feels like every time we have a flashback about like the expedition, we see Saber Leomon, and I feel like that is a deliberate choice, and I'm sort uh-huh. of hoping that that is more of a deliberate choice as opposed to just like, oh, like in the in the one flashback we saw where they first entered the digital world, the expedition, you see like, oh, there's a Dromogemon, because we know Dromogemon type of deal. I don't think they'll be disappointed. Yeah. Um, I did like... Guess we'll find out. I did like... Um... Keenan's big, big no moment at the end. That's that's a, a good, a good long no is always fun to have. Sometimes <laughs> I'd cry if I found out I was a human too. So understandable, dude. I've got some bad news for you, Sloan. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, with that, we should probably. I think we're done with this episode. <laughs> last thing. Okay. Uh, right, it, right. it connected to me in my mind last night. Uh, big dopey, um, like, in his suit, Samson reminded me just, like, his his posture, his energy, uh, Brad Garrett. I don't know why. 
God, you're Incredibly right. Incredibly Brad Garrett coded. Brad Brad Garrett would definitely have played him in the live action movie. Oh man, I want this now. Um, let's cast. Let's cast. He's got, a, he's got a good. Everybody loves Damon. He's got a good deep voice for it too. Let's, Everybody loves Damon. There you go. Let's cast the whole thing. <laughs> um, who's Marcus? O V A A. Um, who's Mar? Oh God, who would play Marcus? I don't know. Like, that's the, okay, that's the problem. As soon as you start wanting to cast something like this, you suddenly have to be like, okay, young <laughs> actors, and I'm like, shit. Timothy Chalamet. Uh, no, that's he gets, No, let's do the dude who, who played Elvis because oh, he so only right. thinks about his Elvis. So we'll get Elvis uh, Marcus Damon. Elvis Marcus. Elvis Marcus, and that's very funny to me for some reason. <laughs> He's a Digimon. Oh whatever! I can't. I can't do whatever voice Tom Hanks was doing in that um, <laughs> fucking film. Jeez, he's a Digimon. <laughs> there we go. He, he's Digimon. Isn't he meant to be Dutch? He's Digimon. He's Digimon. No, he's Southern. Oh, okay. He's white. I love C- that. That's one C's of the best fr- scenes. Sees Frigimon. He's white. <laughs> oh jeez! See, I love if, that. if the Digimon dubs were still alive and well, uh, we well, I mean, they kind of are, but also they're, they're a bit more authentic nowadays. Um, they um, they would totally have a character, a Digimon of the week, who is just doing that voice. Um, so, oh, I thought they're gonna, you're going to say they would have a character say he's white to Frigimon. <laughs> She's white. <laughs> She's like, sorry. <laughs> I was just thinking of like the greater Frigimon, you know. Oh, the 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 royal Frigimon. <laughs> the royal Frigimon. <laughs> oh, that tickled me. Um, okay. Okay, that's all I have to say. Yes. Yeah, good good couple of episodes. I'm I'm excited to see your reactions to where the plot's gonna go because the next few episodes have um quite a bit going on. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm same. looking forward to what we have next. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, hundred percent. So with if, that, if, if you, you want to know, if you want to let us know what you think about what's going to happen next, I've been commandeered. Oh no! <laughs> you can send those in to diginovacast at gmail dot com. That's d i g i novacast at gmail dot com, or you can go on Twitter at diginovacast with the exact same spelling. Hit us up on there. Uh, send us your your thoughts, your questions, your ideas, your ponderings, whatever you'd like. Um, and we will read it on air so long as it, it is appropriate to do so. I will just give a PSA. Um, it, I am I'm using the uh, the block the blue extension uh, for Twitter. So if you do have Twitter blue and you do decide to go on my my, my profile, or if I'm happy happen to be logged in as the Novacast account, you may get blocked. <laughs> just just a fair warning, I guess. Just a yeah. skill issue. Yeah, that's a skill issue. Buying Twitter that's, blue. Yeah. That's literally a skill issue but, at that point. Buying Twitter blue is a skill issue. So you know, sorry. This... You should literally give us eight dollars yeah. a month instead. We don't even have I... a way for you to give us eight dollars a month, but you should figure it out instead. Go to Sloan's I... H page, and there might be something there. I don't know. Is there something? There you go. Is yeah. there anything? I, there is something. There are ways to give me eight dollars. Okay. Yeah. I I really don't want. I I like if if any of our our listeners subscribe to Twitter Blue, like we're better off without them. Let's be real. <laughs> like if you're if you're gullible enough to to still give elongated muskrat eight dollars after all the shit he's been doing, like you're. I'm sorry. You're foolish. Yeah. I mean, absolute chucklehead. I, agreed. But I, I will give the PSA anyway. Here's your chance to not do that anymore. You can redeem you, yourself of your sins. You can quit anytime. Well, I think it's, it's, it was eight dollars a month. Is it like a month or is it I a one-off payment? 
It's per month. It's a month. And, and that's $8 American. So that's, that's like $12 Canadian. I have, you know what? I've seen so many people. I think ever since they did the thing where like replies go to the top now, I see so many people doing it and it's uh, using it. And it's just like, what is wrong with people? Well, like, why? Like, are you that it, it vain? Looks, it looks like a lot because, because he, you know, the King Moron sifts them all to the top. But like, it's still a minuscule number. The number has gone down since he took over. Of people Isn't that subscribe to it, like, like fourteen thousand at most or something. So it's, I think it's like one hundred and forty thousand, but still, okay. yeah, that's, that, that is that's still like one hundred and you know thirty nine thousand, whatever more than it should it, be. Yeah. It should be, you're right, but like it's still a, a, a fraction of a percentage of Twitter's overall user base, and it's nowhere near making up for the amount of money he's lost by alienating every single advertiser on the site. So, like, whatever. If you wanna, if you wanna pin a kick me sign to your back and pay for it, like that's that's your prerogative. I did like the tweet that Drill made. Uh, I think it was was it today or like yesterday, where he just he just says the cure for AIDS and posts that link. To the to the extension. Uh, <laughs> okay, all right, man. Um, he's he's an audacious one. <laughs> that drill, I I say, channeling my mother. <laughs> oh God. Um, I would I had to be like, is that okay? Can you say that? I, I think the jury's out on that one, but it's drill, so. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know if I don't know what drill sexuality is. Maybe it's okay for him to joke about that. <laughs> Maybe we'll, we'll never know. Uh, we do know he has two large adult sons, if that yeah, means Yeah, thir- Thurston and Gorst. <laughs> we do know his biggest enemy is Digimon Otis. Yeah, so <laughs> I guess in that sense, we have to, you know, is this a pro-drill podcast? Perhaps not, I don't know. But do we... <laughs> we we are pro-appreciating we are pro appreciating drill, but we are also pro-terrorizing drill. We we uh, we might have to have solidarity with our, with our, our comrade Digimon Otis. Um... <laughs> Who places places cups too close to the edge of the table? Actually, I can think of several people who I don't want to be associated with who are Digimon fans. So like, maybe maybe we don't need to have solidarity with everyone. Yeah, we should figure <laughs> out Digimon Otis's positions first. Yeah, yeah. God. Digimon Otis sounds like a, a Frontier fan, so I don't want to get ahead of myself. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, we have one piece of listener mail in today from someone who very graciously has sent us an email. Uh, this email is. Uh, appropriately titled Help, I'm Stuck in the Worst Timeline <laughs> and it is from uh, Shift, who is a, a listener who has emailed us a couple times before. So, uh, this email starts off with, Hi, Diddy Justin. With all the talk of there not being any emails lately, I thought that I'd put in the effort to put a long one together. Hey. This will wrap around to being Digimon eventually, but stick with me. So, this season of Digimon that you've been discussing has involved a lot of, a lot of maybe uh, sorry, this season Digimon that you've been discussing has involved a lot of discussion about the choices made in localization, uh, the most since you were talking about O2. And I've been watching an anime from the late 90s, early 2000s lately that has maybe e- even more contentious history with localization, Cardcaptor Sakura. When Cardcaptors was brought to English-speaking audiences, the dub was handled by a Canadian company named Nelvana. Now, generally speaking, it's, it's pretty mangled, suffering from a lot of the same issues that the worst aspects of Digimon dubs have. Uh, those being plot holes that uh, come into being through a misunderstanding of the source material, uh, complete misses on interpretations of characters, uh, characters having voices that they shouldn't have, etc. Probably the biggest issue with the dub is that it scrubs nearly all references to romance from the show, and while that does fix some issues with the source material in the forms of erasing a couple of really gross relationships from the script, it also removes all homosexual relationships from the show, 
leaving a lot of characters totally gutted of characterization and motivation, as well as, you know, removing all the gay stuff that people watch the show for. <laughs> the only two things that are really positive about the Nirvana dub are, one, they gave Carol, the mascot character, a goofy surfer dude voice, which I personally think is an improvement over the sub's voice. And two, unusually for an anime at the time, they actually localized the original OP for the show, complete with animation and music. Uh, the lyrics are changed, of course, but it's a damn sight better than near all original OPs that localized anime tried doing during the 90s. Uh, but that's not where the story of Nirvana dubs end. In a handful of countries like my native Australia, the full 70 episode run aired along with the localized opening. But anime is just cartoons for kids, and we, as we all know, girls don't watch cartoons. Only boys watch cartoons, and boys aren't going to watch a show but a girl uh, doing cool stuff. That's Tom, gay. is that true? Can you confirm that? <laughs> Um, I mean, um, I do know that they were pushing Carcaptor Sakura extremely hard back on Toonami back in the 90s over here. Oh, the 2000s over here. So maybe they felt differently. I don't, I don't know. There you so, go. But also, so, it says, so when, the sh- when the show was aired in the USA, they edited it again, cutting the full 70 episode run down to just 39, mostly showing episodes which had a heavy focus on the male rival character and airing them out of order in service of this such as having the the first episode of the show uh, being his introduction rather than the actual first episode. I want to stress, it's not like they only had 39 episodes translated in voice when it came to air the show in the US. As far as I can tell from everything I've read about it, Nirvana had dubbed all 70 episodes and they were all ready to go. It does literally seem to be a decision made entirely on the basis of let's gut this thing and make it a cartoon we can sell to boys. So here's where this wraps around to Digimon again. I know that the dubs so far have had their fair share of ups and downs, but hear me out. What if they were worse? We know the rights holders (laughs) of Digimon in the West weren't opposed to significantly mangling the source material. That's how we got Digimon the movie in its current state, uh, with three OVAs smushed together like that. It's not impossible that they might have ended up wanting to similarly cut down one of the seasons of Digimon we got into something that they might have thought would sell better. You three have spent 104 episodes at the time of writing, imagining the possibilities of a better dub uh, that we could have gotten in a brighter timeline, but now my challenge for each of you is to pick a season and pitch uh, the twice-removed, completely butchered, only 60% complete for boys version of that season that we might have gotten in a truly vile timeline. All seasons you've watched so far are on the table, though I don't even know where you begin in the process of trying to create an even worse frontier. I really do enjoy the podcast. Sorry that both emails I've sent so far have been about terrible things. From Shift. Thank you, Shift. I love hearing about terrible things. That does sound terrible. I've been wanting to watch Cardcaptor Sakura, and now I know what not to watch of it. So yeah, thank you I for mean, your service. It's unfortunately it's kind of a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation because you either watch the dub, which is you know is is mangled, as Shift said in this is email, or you watch the sub, which has like you know teacher student relationships and like incest and stuff, and it's like. No matter what you do, it's there's some uncomfortable stuff in there. Didn't they? Didn't they do like a new one, one recently? Like a new? I I don't know. That's a good question. Version. I, I'll be honest. I was I was uh, a, a Sailor Moon kid. I was not a a card capture Sakura uh, kid. I was watching. Um, uh, I was watching Tenchi Miyo, So <laughs> <laughs> I was like peripherally aware of it. Um, but the the, the 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 magical girl show that I would sneak off to watch was was Sailor Moon rather than rather than card capture. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I think you probably made the the, the right choice there uh, <laughs> between the two. Um, I feel like I don't know. I mean, the, I guess the one that I would sort of imagine. Um, I don't know. Like the funny thing is, is it feels like a, it feels like adventure is already like like that. I guess because of how much they 
a lot. They added in a lot of their own personality, let's say, into the dub of that show. But it just kind of works. It's hard not. It's not hard to see where it might have failed. Like if the performances were more phoned in, or if the jokes were actually bad rather than just being corny. Um, yeah, I. I don't know. I think dub Digimon has its issues, but it also has heart. And I think if you, yeah. if you surgically remove that heart, that's how you get a worse season. Like, yeah, I like... can. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I think for me personally, the way to make it worse is just do what the four kids did with Yu-Gi-Oh and just cut parts entirely. Like, they're the two two of the best seasons of the show allegedly are just cut entirely from the dub. They just do not exist. Like, and like. There is censorship, but there's nothing on par with you know Yu-Gi-Oh censorship, which like you know has to come up with five thousand different euphemisms for death because you can't you can't say die in a kids show, um, and like you know the the Yu-Gi-Oh dub is iconic, but like God, it is it's so clear that this was you know a script that was hacked to pieces by you know uh, moral guardians and you know parent watchdog groups and whatever, um. And if we're if we're to if we're to believe um, the voice of Kaiba as well, a lot of the came came from Japan directly. Like they would they would send the like the the scripts in with notes on what to change and what to cut off the bat because of cultural assumptions of what would and wouldn't fly in America, which huh. is really interesting to me. That like yeah. they knew that things were going to get edited, so they might as well at least suggest changes that they are comfortable with. They were preemptively cooking. It was just a meal we didn't want. <laughs> so I think, yeah, it it could always be worse. I I'm very glad that we at least got all four seasons of you know up to this point uncut, because a, a world in which you know we grew up not having seen all of Tamers, like if they just ended Tamers after they deal with the Sovereign, or if they ended, um, you know, f- uh, Frontier. I mean, Frontier would be and we improved if it ended before the Royal Knights, but like. <laughs> if you know it's just like i'm glad that we at least got to see all of every story even if the stories have their problems we got to see them through to the end and that is not a luxury that some anime fans have had i still mourn the boba 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 bo anime being cut off like three fights before the final battle on the most anticlimactic note possible like Oof. it's at the very least you know we we got we got to see him through to the end and i think that's the worst case scenario for me more than a bad dub more than like you know a, a hack job uh you know scripting edit it's just not getting stuff and so i'm at least grateful for that i guess that's that's my take anyway one thing i've just thought of with adventure um just because it's the first series is is that what if they just completely shied away once the show started being explicit about being set in japan like what if like because you get to the Odaiba arc and then suddenly it's like they just try to make it New York or, or like yeah they they either overdo it with like the Phoenix Wright treatment or like they just straight up go oh now it's a show about Japan shit abort abort like we don't want to show this to American kids or something just like so the last episode is like the first episode they come back where they felt like Gesselmon or something yeah or, and they just cancel it at that point so like no it's a show about Japan now we can't do it yeah got all like they or they like they pretend oh we're off to the the, the city district <laughs> of the digital world or whatever just like something like super racist basically 
Um, the, the the Ace Attorney problem, where the first game is like, yeah, this was Los Angeles, and then the second game immediately opens with, yes, this this traditional Buddhist village exists within a train ride from Los Angeles. I know it's kind of, I know it's kind of, as they do. I know it's kind of gauche to like talk about um, other podcasts on podcasts, but like, did you? Uh, I was listening to uh, My Perfect Console, which is the like, like um, the the podcast Simon Parkins doing about about. He has guests on and they go through like their five favorite games, basically. Um, it's really good. I, I would encourage everyone to listen to that. But he has Ronan Farrow on as a guest. Um, and they literally start talking about Phoenix Wright. And they literally start talking about that, that part of the, Phoenix, <laughs> of the Ace Attorney series. Um, and it's just like the most bizarre thing. <laughs> to, oh, yeah, I think... Has the guy put to, Harvey Weinstein the... in jail talking about uh, <laughs> Phoenix Wright? So... To, yeah, to, to the credit of Janet Sue and the entire Ace Attorney C, like, localization team, they course-corrected it in the most elegant way they possibly could. Um, but I still think that's a hilarious example of, well, this game's not going to sell. We're never going to get the sequels. <laughs> Just do whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I mean, those, yeah, I guess... I, I haven't yet played Spirit of Justice. Uh, I did I did pick it up on the eShop years ago, so I haven't missed the boat on that one. Uh, but the um, I do wonder how they address that stuff in that game because that is it's, that is it's just pretty, Japan the game. <laughs> like yeah, it's honestly it's pretty easy. It actually makes the localization retroactively easier. Like having a country where Kurainism as a religion and spiritual like culture came from makes it a lot easier to just be like, oh yeah, people from this country settled in America and they have their own little village. Oh. Like that's it's it's so much easier than having to try to explain away why traditional Buddhist temples exist in the non existent Los Angeles mountain range. <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm in the Los Angeles mountain range right now. <laughs> <laughs> are you enjoying your hamburgers or whatever? Um, yeah, I, I think we should at least be grateful that like adventure kept most of the Japanese names and just gave them more American nicknames like Matt for Yamato. Like his name was still Yamato. They just call him Matt for short. Yeah. yeah. Um, and TK being, you know, Takeshi and whatever. Um, Cause we're going to get to, we're going to get to, to uh, cross wars in a bit. And we're going to see the most like egregious example of Americanizing names. I think the series has ever done. Um, so just enjoy it. Well, enjoy it while you can, I guess. Looking forward to Mikey. Yeah, Mike, Mikey, Mikey and, and Christopher and Christopher and Jeremy. <laughs> Jeremy, Jeremy. Yeah, that's that's the weirdest one to me. Like, okay, how, here, how do you get my, Jeremy from my, Zenjiro? Here's my change. Uh, you challenged us to change Frontier to make it worse. Uh, my change is that. You know, I, I I was trying to think all this time, and I was hoping it would come to me, but it didn't. I don't know how to make Frontier worse. <laughs> Good bit. I was, I was, Good your bit. Honor, I was hoping to come up with the, with an objection while I was objecting. I didn't. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Take out Koichi and Tommy. There you go. Worst show. Yeah. Yeah, just remove Koichi. That automatically takes out, like, a huge chunk of story and, like, development for one character. Just after they kill Duskmon, just Duskmon's dead. Nothing else just, happens. Just airbrush over him in every scene where he appears. Yeah, exactly. There you go. And obviously, that's how you make it worse. And obviously, like with Tamers, and I guess this season, you just you just do like I don't know. You like you take the piss all the whole time, like it's the fucking ghost stories, double whatever. Like you 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 just fridge Jerry at a certain point. I feel like <laughs> yeah. 
That's how you make it worse. Just Jerry dies like they, they, from heartbreak they, after Leo Mon dies. They poochie the dog, uh, Jerry, <laughs> in, in just, the dubbing like, process. <laughs> she returned to her home planet. Um, okay, that was, uh, that, was a, that was zero two kind of card captor Sakura in itself in some ways, both the dub and the sub. <laughs> yeah, why? Uh, so what if O two made the main protagonist uh, annoying as hell? Uh, oh wait, they did. Yeah. And also they took away a whole plot. <laughs> remember that Dark Ocean? I don't. Because they said you're not allowed to remember it. Yeah, at least, at the very least, they, the compensation, the apology show we got for that <laughs> makes up for it. And here's here's my four kids edit. You have, I was trying to think, and it's like, huh, nothing really works. But here, in Zero Two, you have mad smoke cigarettes, but in the American version, slowly pops, boom. Rise Gre- I've, I've, ru- I've ruined three shows of Digimon. Rise Greymon uh, just has giant lollipops <laughs> attached to it. <laughs> I thought you were going to say he had like the orange chipped revolver or oh, something. Oh, that, yeah. So like they know it's like an airsoft gun. Nerf, Nerf Greymon. <laughs> <laughs> Nerf Greymon. Oh. God. Uh, but yeah, thank thank you for the email. That was that was an interesting question to ponder. I, I don't... I'm usually pretty averse to negativity, so I don't like thinking about how things could have been worse, but I suppose <laughs> things always could be worse, and we should be Don't worry, we should I'm be just grateful. a hater. Yeah, it, 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 it's, a, it's a weird one where, like, I think the Digimon dub is so interesting because, like, it's not that it's, like, just a bad dub or anything, or, like, a, it, it, it's just a unique flavor of, of dub, yeah. even at in, this point in the in the series right now. <laughs> in in the immortal words of Keiji Inafane's English interpreter, it's better than nothing. <laughs> yeah. Was Frontier better than nothing, though? Yeah. Debatable. You know that whole meme where it's like, oh, X better is, nothing is greater than X. That means, like, literally nothing. The concept of nothing is greater than X. That's Frontier to me. <laughs> <laughs> the idea of having nothing is greater than having frontier. It's like that that one gay gravestone. It's like we are we are richer having lost him. That's how I feel about frontier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, thanks for your email. Yeah, thanks for the email. Thank, um, for, yeah, thank you, thank you for your email, and thank you for any emails anyone sends in. Um, it's always nice, and I, and I appreciate that they were like, oh. We've not had any emails in a bit, so let me email in. That's the kind of attitude. If everyone had that attitude to listen to the podcast, we'd be swarming, swamp, we'd be, well, swamped, swamped with emails. And maybe actually that wouldn't be a good thing. But <laughs> if you're listening, just assume no one else has sent in an email so you can send in an email too. There you go. We will get around to it if that scenario does unfold. <laughs> Even if it's just to say <laughs> hello or hi or whatever. Just, yeah. That's... Is it me you're looking for? There we go. I can see it in your eyes. <laughs> I can see it in your smile. Oh, God. All right. <laughs> and with that, Mina, what have you been up to? Where can we find you? Uh, I am on Twitter at Mighty Minotaur. Uh, you know how last time we recorded, I said that I was dipping my toes into the Digimon card game? Are you Digicapilled now? I'm I'm all the way in at this point. Um, I So I, I finished building my D-Brigade deck, and then I immediately ordered all of <laughs> a Hunter's deck as well. Um... And it's, it's it's not my fault. These cards are so cheap. <laughs> it's like thirty cents per card, and you can build an entire deck for like the price of a of a, of a d- deluxe meal at McDonald's. Like it's <laughs> it's very very accessible. Um, so like the I didn't expect to enjoy the way that the hunters played so much because it's it's a deck based on 
uh, Digimon Cross Wars, The Young Hunters Who Jump Through Time, which is arguably the worst season of the show. It's up there with Frontier. But, like, whereas Frontier is a slog, at least Young Hunters is, is over pretty quick. It's it's a pointless diversion rather than uh, a soul-sucking um, walk through the Swamp of Sorrow. Can't wait. <laughs> um, Can't wait. But that being said, the deck based on it is actually really, really cool. It has a unique mechanic where... Uh, so the entire point of Young Hunters, like the story of it, is that the bunch of Digimon are loose in the real world. And the protagonists have to catch them Pokemon style in their crossloaders. So they run around the city defeating and, and cap- capturing Digimon with their, with their crossloaders. Uh, and storing them in boxes like in Pokemon. Um, and so the deck plays like that too. Whenever a Digimon is deleted, you can tuck it under one of your tamer cards as if you had captured it. And then you can access it later to enhance your the Digimon that you play or as resources for certain abilities and um, like other cards that you can play. So it's this really cool like resource management play style where you're not just managing your memory gauge, you're, you're managing the number of Digimon that you quote-unquote saved as well. And it all culminates and you're, you're trying to build up the biggest Arrestodramon superior mode as you can by... by you know, digivolving your your Gumdramon into it, and then using its ability to attach every Digimon that you've you've saved under your Tamers onto it for a huge big bungus. Um, and it's very satisfying. I really I really enjoy the way that that, that it plays and how there's some cool strategy and um back and forth involved in it. Like because you don't want to you don't want to put too many of your Digimon away because then you you don't have things to attack or block with. Um, so it's it's interesting. I like it a lot and. I didn't think that the card game would make me appreciate these Digimon and characters more, but I, I definitely do. It's it's a fun game, and I can't wait for uh, other friends to get into it, because uh, I have so many thoughts about this, um, just from a little, like, little bit of Scratch the Surface on it. Uh, next month in North America and Europe, the, uh, the a new set release is called Versus Royal Knights, which is split between uh, doing... A really cool Royal Knight style uh, set of boss monsters, and uh, making adapting every single main character from Savers into the game as well, uh, which is a funny coincidental timing with how we're going through the show. Uh, so if anyone's listening, you're, you're, you you want to get into the card game, and this is your favorite season, like this is a great opportunity to because the the way they've adapted some of the mechanics are so cool. Yeah, you were telling me about that, and it sounds very interesting. Mm-hmm, yeah, just like stuff like Marcus being able to jump in from the Tamer Zone and punch other Digimon so that his so that your Greymons can evolve, and like okay, that that's cool. I was actually gonna make a joke about that being like the gimmick for Savers. It it, it, it actually is a mechanic for Marcus specifically. Yeah, hell yes, <laughs> amazing. Uh, it's it's great. Yeah, does it like do damage to them as well? It can. I mean, you're you're attacking with him, so it can, it can destroy another Digimon, or it can do damage to the opponent directly by destroying their security. Yeah. And by doing that, if you if you land a hit, it instantly uh, charges your 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 Digi Soul, so you can digivolve one of your one of your uh, Agumon or Greymons for free, which I think is really cool. Yeah. Uh. So yeah. Aside from getting deeper into that, I also started the show Beef, which uh, Tom recommended uh, on last episode. Uh, it's great so far. I'm seven episodes in. 
I I love how they kind of mislead you by thinking it's going to be a love story, but then doubling down on, no, this is a hate story. <laughs> like, this is about two people who are mortal enemies, and will stop at nothing to fuck with each other till the bitter end. Enemies to nemeses. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's My great. favorite trope. Yeah. I love Steven Yeun. I love Ali Wong. Uh, the performances and writing are great. I really appreciate how, like... Basically, the entire production team, like from the actors to the directors to the writers, are are Asian Americans. It gives it a really authentic uh, sort of feeling to it. Where like th- these are people telling their own story rather than having the story t- told for them. Yeah, um, it's not also it's also like it's, not really about that for the for the most yeah, part. Yeah, it's 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 incidental, but like there's still really cool stuff. Like Stephen Yun's character is trying to raise money so that his parents, who are stuck in Korea, can move to America yes. to be with him and his brother. Yeah, and like. Uh, Ali Wong's character uh, marrying into wealth and everyone assuming that she was just born into it because of, you know, her her cultural background, which is really interesting as well. Yeah, and I don't mean to say that, like, you you know, that it's, like, played out or whatever to make stories like that. I just kind of, like, I think I enjoy seeing people being able to make stories without it needing to be about... Without, you know, without it being, like they need to they can only tell stories about who they are i think it's nice to see people being able to be like this is a story and you know it's going to be from a group of people or or whatever or about a group of people but it's not necessarily solely laser focused on their identity they get to just yeah they get to just exist which is and like Mm -hmm. do their thing and that's I, i i love seeing that i love you know yeah and the best part is there's no aquafina <laughs> she's nowhere to be seen in the show always an automatic positive yeah i i'm i know that that sounds <laughs> sarcastic but like i'm i'm really glad that a, a culture vulture like her isn't isn't involved in these kind of uh really powerful significant productions because uh yeah it, it would feel gross i think steven yoon is probably one of my favorite actors working right now like he's he is fantastic like yeah he's not he's He's not the best part of this show. I would say that's Ali Wong, but that's just a credit to like how good her performance is because he's yeah. he's killing it in a very sort of regular fashion, if that makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. like Stephen Yoon's only in Nope for like seventeen minutes, but that's his movie. Like, he, <laughs> his presence is felt throughout it. It's so good. Yes, him and his uh, simian friend. Yeah, uh. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, anyway, yeah, so that's that's what I've been up to. What about you, Tom? What, what, what have you been up to? Where, where can I find you? Uh, you can find me at, tw- on Twitter at ColdManHot. Um, um, Zelda. I've been playing Zelda. It came out. I bought it. Day one. It's great. It's better than Breath of the Wild. Um, yeah. I think because this is a game where you're just constantly ping-ponging from like different stuff um, and like doing different things, um, this game has a whole ass... You can build your own vehicles and robots and other bizarre shit you've probably seen on Twitter shared a billion times. Did you see the one about the dude that built their own, like, mech from Macross? Yes, yes. The Armored Core 6 That's tweet was funny. Um, no, the, there's another one. Oh, okay, right. I, okay, cool. I saw someone just make build, like, a semi-truck, which was funny. Uh, That's great. Or, like, a truck, truck, I guess. Lorry. Um, but, yeah, whatever. There's all that in there, but also you can just, like... Not totally ignore it, but like, you know, you could also just spend time doing basically what you did in Breath of the Wild and like running around foraging and hunting and like climbing up the side you of a mountain. You can do what I do and just put four wheels on a wooden plank and put a fan behind it and it'll still work. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah. And and uh, I, I made um I made a rocket powered hot air balloon, which was great. 
Um, by the way, hot air balloons feel like the most natural thing to have a Zelda game. I'm shocked they haven't really done it before, as far as I can remember. Um, anyway, um, yeah, I love it. Um, the the whole the sky is great, and I love just whizzing up how easy it is to get up there without just having to fast travel and then also like how how much fun it is to like then jump straight off to get back to the overworld um i love the other thing which i'm not going to mention here because i think going into this fresh is nice um but the other thing if you know you know um and yeah and i just like how much how much there is to do um it's really fun. It's 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 quite challenging as well. I've died loads of times, although a lot of that is down yeah. to um I tried to build like a machine and then it failed and then I got swarmed by whatever monster I was trying to travel past. <laughs> um the stone talus things, um it's easy to forget how hard they are when you're like suddenly like newborn Link again and you have yeah. a heart <laughs> uh, or any good weapons. Um, it's, it was basically yeah. I was like, oh yeah, I can handle. I, I handle those no problem. And then it's like, oh wait, you're telling me I can't just throw bombs at it infinitely like I used to? Oh no. Yeah, it's 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 pretty fun. I mean, there are yeah, having all the tools from the first game gone. Like, I really miss Rivali's Gale. I really miss bombs. But also like Rivali's Gale, like pour one out for one of the greatest powers. Yeah, but also like just something that breaks the game in half once you get it kind of. oh yeah yeah and and they do kind of have it in this game but like it's more sort of in a, a consumable fashion because of the like different some of the powers and gadgets and stuff so yeah um well the, the, the gadgets not there's no there's no equivalent power for it um as far as i'm aware so and i've i've barely i've barely like, scratched the like the main quest yet i kind of did as much as i needed to do to get the glider and then i was just like okay cool i'm off see ya <laughs> see ya Pura. i'll be no but you have to help zelda what was that can't hear you bye i'm off to yeah like i don't know i i am i'm it's just really good uh, i got to i am i am sort of beginning to progress on the main quest i i got to like i'm i'm near the rito village now um, okay. I, yeah, I did that last night. It was very, it was very incredible. So that thing that is hanging around on the way there, terrifying. Like, DM me what you mean afterwards, because I, I don't, I, I, I'm easily forgetful. In, in the ice region, but yeah, I will, I will let you know. Also, I did that, yeah. I did that, that, that giant cube fly, fly, uh, floating over the sky in in the Rito area. Um, one of the best that's like a, a 10 out of 10 moment for me like that that whole that whole thing of just like the perfect mix of all the different mechanics in the game stuff from the first game which was cool just like blown yeah. up literally the the entire Rito village like section of like that stuff that all of that cleared breath of the wild for me like easy sweet i can't wait i'm gonna do that next i think because i i it's so good, i saved dude. I, I saved at the stable and by the way there were things in this game which make like just being in that overworld and that familiarity uh and and especially places like the stables and stuff just being in those places feels like the most like such a, like a warm blanket of a location because there was some there was some shit in this game like there was some, there was some 
scary shit in this game apart yeah like there are the, the, it has evoked feelings in me at, at some point equivalent to when i was like 11 and playing ocarina of time for the first time and going through like the deku tree or like redeads um you know seeing those for the first time um there is there is some equivalent shit and given that i'm now about 20 years older that's kind of impressive <laughs> that they are managing to do that um yeah it's 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 a it's clearly it's clearly a worthy of all the praise it's received um yeah and i can't wait and i'm gonna keep retweeting if you do follow me on twitter you're gonna see more stuff people retweet like someone started making like engines the other day so like shit's shit's picking up in terms of in terms of the the weird stuff people are making in this game um i uh, yeah i can't wait to play more um i wish i had the same amount of free time i had back in 2017 um when i didn't have a nine-to-five job but uh, I do work remote now, so at least I have the benefit of <laughs> being able to log off and go straight to play Zelda. No one has to know if you play a little Zelda on during a slow hour. I would definitely never ever do that. No, I'm, of course not. I'm on. Yeah, no. Anyway, <laughs> um, what was going to say? Yes, yeah, so I've been playing that, uh, but that's about it. Um, I, th- I think that's literally it. Uh, yeah, I can't think of anything else, so I guess Zelda, Zelda, Zelda. So, so um, I feel like you might say something similar to me, but um, where uh, where can we find you, and what have you been up to lately? You can find me at Sunderset. The only thing, because a lot of what Thomas said is echoed from me, and we could literally be here all day if I start going into like thoughts about Tears of the Kingdom. I, ca- I got a horse, my first horse, and I named it Jerma. And that's my Tears of the Kingdom update. <laughs> oh, I, 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 but horse, horse thing. So I, I found a horse and I was just like, what do I call a horse? So I decided to call it Keith. Keith the horse. Um, and then I put it in the stables. One thing I didn't know about this game is that it, it, it like reads your save file for Breath of the Wild. So that if you have any horses from that game, they are already available for you to use in this one. Um, Wait, really? I didn't realize that. Yeah, so like you, I mean, assuming you had it on Switch, obviously. Um, and um, I I had already named a horse in the previous game, Keith. So I now have two horses named Keith. Oh no, they're going to be so confused when you call for Keith. I also have the, I also have the giant horse from Breath of the Wild, uh, which I called Large Sun. So, <laughs> and you can't, I love that. you cannot put a, a harness or whatever on, uh, not the harness, the like, the thing that a saddle? No, you can't put a bridle on my large son. Yeah, you can't put a saddle on. But also, there's a new thing where like you can have the like the um, I don't know what it's called, but it, it basically lets you the tow harness. The har- yeah, tow. Yeah, yeah. So like the thing that lets you attach like a cart to the back of your horse or so on. Oh right. Yeah. Um, which is in the trailer, so I'm not spoiling that. My large son won't tow. Yeah, he is. He, Please the, help. The guy at the the guy at the stable was just kind of like, oh, by the way, we have. Oh wait, actually, you know what? Never mind. It's not going to fit on your horse. <laughs> Which I <laughs> anyway, sorry, Sloan. This sun is too large. Uh, so I won't talk about Zelda much, but I will talk about. I uh, was doing a, a replay of the Rollins with you, and I finished that a little bit before Zelda came out. That game is so peak, y'all. Like the final boss kind of sucks, and I hated it because it took like eight tries. Because I also had a very bad pin layout, and imagine like a Toho like bullet hell game. But you have a very, like, weird hitbox, and you also have momentum as you start up moving and stop moving. It's not it's not great. 
It was it wasn't a good time. But uh that game is honestly peak. I love week three. I I really enjoy like just Joshua's like layered gambit upon layered gambit. Dude's playing 60 multiversal chess from the very beginning. And every, you gotta respect it. Every time I see um Joshua, I think about that one uh, tweet that says that says this character is the human version of a crinkled napkin. He is. <laughs> he is the most malicious twink in existence, and I've grown a, a fonder appreciation for him now that I'm older and more wizened. <laughs> uh, I love all the characters in that game. We talked about. I talked about how I was like, oh, like I don't know, like if I like Neo more or this one. I think Neo's combat, while certainly more basic and not necessarily derivative, but it's 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 very just you know, it is a just a action RPG like it's they just did what they could to convert ideas from it. But as much as um, Twelve's combat like gave me horrible like wrist pains because I played on a super a very small DSI. The ideas behind that combat are great, even if it frustrated me a lot. And some of the bosses on, like, hard felt, like, very overtuned for, like, my baby skill level. I really love The Worlds With You. Like, I think I think it does remain above Neo for me for now. Because I love Neo, I love the characters in that game. But, man, like, there's something about, like, the, the character growth of the four core characters that you sort of follow... That is just very poignant and like great even now. Like Neku's sure. growth, uh, Shiki uh, goes through a very great character arc despite it being so early on and so quick. Beat, um, Beat is great. I love Beat. Uh, I, he has some Beat problems. Too. You know, there there are some issues with how with his vernacular. <laughs> yes, but no matter what, he is my baby boy. He is my sweet son. I love Beat more than life. I would fight anyone for uh talking bad about him and joshua is just he's just a little a little menace and i love him uh it's a good game if you haven't played it play it if you have a ds to play it on i don't know get a flash card not that i'm encouraging pirating just uh unless you want to pay 80 bucks you you, i mean don't pay 80 bucks for a video game (laughs) I and as a Canadian, I unfortunately do not have a choice. Yeah, you you are old or new. You have to pay eighty bucks now. Uh, yeah, but sad. I, I, the word ends with you is great, and um, I think that would be on my. You know, I, I mentioned about that perfect console, perfect console podcast earlier. That would be on mine. Yeah, definitely. I think so too. That is, like I said, some of the combat, uh, but I like the way that they rely like more on puzzles and sort of switching up day to day objectives and. Twelve compared to Neo, I think one of Neo's biggest flaws is how much they rely on like scramble slam and like week two, and it kind of sucks. Like if you use it sparingly, it wouldn't be that bad. I don't know how the the Shinjuku Reapers were up were doing things, but man, their game must have sucked because they had to do a bunch of scramble slam. <laughs> sucks to be them. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I've been up to is. Um, I played a, I replayed a very good game, and I'm now playing a, a new very good game. So, play good games or play bad games. I don't. I'm not the boss of you. I, th- I think personally, you should play good games, but 
um, you know, yeah, like, like what, what Sloan said. If you want to play bad games, who are we to stop you? But, but play good games Next- or bad games. Just don't play mediocre games. Yeah. Oh, but only good games or bad games. You can't play both. You can only play good games your whole life or bad games your whole life. Good games or just trash. But don't play yeah. don't play mid, please. Play play Mind Jack, the the high the mind gay conspiracy or whatever. Don't I don't yeah. know, don't play. But don't that. but don't play like Redfall or something. I don't know. Don't play Daikatana. <laughs> is Daikatana, is Daikatana mid or, I, I or think, is that I in the think bad category? I, I've not played it myself, but I think that might that might be where it lands rather than being outright shit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Don't play Dagatana, I guess. Sorry, John Romero. <laughs> um, next episode, we will be covering episodes 20 and 21 of Digimon Data Saver Squad. I'm excited. As you should be. There's some There's some good shit here. Yes. Got it. We're going to see Keenan's parents. Keenan's dad was riding like a moped in that preview. Oh, I, I absolutely ate it. I turned it off. Big dork. I turned, I turned off the preview. I'm, 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 all, I'm going in blind. Except You're going in blind no, from here on now out? Now I know there's a moped, I guess. So. Thanks for spoiling it out for me, Sloan. Sorry that I spoiled the moped. It's just not, it's not on. <laughs> he crafted that moped using Ultra Hand. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's going to blow up in 30 seconds. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But this has been the NovaCast, and thank you for listening. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, everyone. <laughs>